Hey everybody, welcome to episode 57 of Vidya Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. With me in the kitchen studio are... Chris Baratista. And... Tyler Wilde. And joining us for, I believe, the first time from Games Radar, it's... Hollander Cooper. Woo! Hey! I haven't been on a microphone with you in like two years. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. We've, we've been near microphones, but we've... we haven't spoken <laughs> into them and plugged into the same machine. I miss you. You're a hard man to land, but... I'm, uh, I'm right here. Excited. You are. You are. Excited. So we're recording two days before our show posts instead of the usual four or five because mm-hmm. uh, we're all exhausted after GDC. Mm. And it's been a, it's been an interesting week full of news, which we can talk about in the second segment. But the biggest piece of news, at least that I caught on to, was that Sony unveiled a new VR headset mm-hmm. called the Morpheus. Not to be outdone, Microsoft later announced, well, we're doing that too. We have one. We have one. What? We're working on it. Now, it's, it's happening. It does, it's a touch device. You have to reach in front of your eyes and swipe to get the Metro working. Yeah, it does yeah. seem like one of those things uh, that happened with the motion controls. If one company's doing it, the other one has to make an attempt. So on a spreadsheet, when a soccer mom is looking at what to get, mm-hmm. this one doesn't have X. So it doesn't say that. Now, yeah. oh, they both have X. My decision. Oh, phew. The decision just yeah. got a lot harder. And but, I use the new Oculus Rift, which we can talk about well, later. It, it just seems like, why does Microsoft need a head... It has head tra- like the Kinect does so many of those I, things I, already. All I, all I could think when they announced that they were doing something is like, why don't you be like the the one who says like, we don't need virtual reality because yeah. the Kinect will do head tracking. Like the way you move will move the screen. If if some like random guy on YouTube could tape Wii remotes to his head and make it work like eight years ago, I'm sure <laughs> that, the that actually that guy it. actually works on the Kinect. I've heard that. Yeah, he he totally works. He's on the basically yeah, he halfway did. there. And and then like if you see the the prototype shots of the Morpheus. It's mm-hmm. like people with move controllers taped to their heads. Yeah, it looks almost like the uh, the machine that they put on uh, the guy's head in Ghostbusters. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much yes. what it looks like. Like yeah, the colander. Yeah, yeah. The colander yeah, Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But, just watch that. But yeah, so, Sony's <laughs> is going to use move for motion tracking, which means the thing is going to uh-huh. light up ridiculously bright colors. Mm. Microsoft will probably, yeah, they'll probably use Kinect. Yeah. Uh, neither of them are... I'm assuming using accelerometers, even though those things are dirt cheap right now, probably. Well, I think they use accelerometers also. The the cameras, I know at least, because the Oculus Rift now has a camera. Mm -hmm. And the camera is used for, like, so the... Did it not have a camera called It did not. No, Mm -hmm. it's called positional head tracking. So the camera is used to figure out when you you shift to the left or right or you lean forward. Mm -hmm. Inside, it has an accelerometer and a gyroscope and a magnetometer, I believe. A Mm -hmm. magnetometer? Yeah. That's how, that's wow. how it detects head rotation, looking yeah. up and down. Yeah, because all of the VR things can do a thing where, like, if you like spin your head around, like you're trying to crack your neck, it'll do that accurately. But it can't do something where if you just like move your head forward an inch, or that's laterally. what the cameras I hope are for. It's like the accelerometer in the. Uh, um the Wii U controller that sounds like a loose battery <laughs> moving around. You're playing like a horror game and you like swing your head over and you're like, <laughs> Pachinko! <laughs> Takes you out of it, but also puts you into it. Yeah. Hmm. So, for the, for the top five this week, I oh. thought it'd be fun if we made it VR-themed mm-hmm. and took made it turned it into a little feature on the history of Vigigame headsets. This, number this one was, better be Lawnmower Man. Vigigame-specific headsets. This was designed for me. Yeah, Tyler has written some of my favorite articles mm-hmm. about virtual reality in that you both understand the technology, want it, and get why it doesn't work. Yeah, but it, it's starting to work, and that's exciting and scary, isn't it? Yeah, Christian. I think Christian Nuts had sent out a tweet like, "It's weird to hear people talking about virtual reality as if it's a thing again." Mm-hmm. And it it's like after I, so many years, but it, I love it. It comes up just like just right when 3D fails once again. We get 
And the thing virtual that makes it so cool to, to me is like in like the mid '90s when everybody was like, "Virtual reality is going to be awesome," as I'm sure we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. It was garbage, it was and garbage. then like, oh, yeah. and then it's like we need to put this on ice for like 20 years, yeah. and now it, all of a sudden it goes from like. You went when you would go to like the, the New Jersey boardwalk and mm-hmm. you would like stand in a room and they uh-huh. and you'd play Doom yeah. and now all of a sudden it's like no yeah it just works we figured it out we we kept it quiet but it works now but the, <laughs> in, in, but the question they can never really answer is now why do you need it and there's it, never any answer it's it's never, because it's awesome when it, it works it's, and it's, it's not intrusive I'm saying I'm all about getting on this train mm-hmm. and for the roller coaster of virtual reality and it will go away and it'll come back in ten years and the technology will be even better and we still but why do we need it? I feel like it's I just, disagree. I, I feel it's gonna like, be huge. So here's the thing: you can spend like two grand on a really big TV, sure. or you can spend three hundred dollars on a ski mat, on like ski goggles yeah. that make it look like you have a five hundred inch not TV. What I want. Didn't you see her? I love the idea of Joaquin Phoenix sitting down and wandering with an alien, yep. like being projected at his face, mm-hmm. just sitting in his uh, in his room, making it was, little swimmy motions. Well, yeah, that's that's, that's the <laughs> logical next step when you yeah. don't need a headset and you have a mm-hmm. holodeck, basically. Yeah, but, yeah. And I have seen... I, this is step one. For some reason, I have seen... Well, maybe I might get it. I have seen... Went out to a couple bars for uh, St. Patrick's Day in San Mateo. And the amount of Google Glass mm. that people just... I thought... I remember people wearing them when they first came out because you were a special person. Right. And you got Google Glass. But the idea that, like... No, take, take those off. Take those off. I want one yeah. so bad. I know. So do I. I want one so bad. And I'm actually... I got an email from Google that's like, you can buy one now. Like, yeah. you were chosen. And I... I, I put it in the cart and then looked at like the three thousand dollars it would cost. Is that how much it is? Because I was going to get the prescription glasses ones, oh. and I was sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, that is more than all of my money. This is not yeah. something I can responsibly do. That's as the next six yeah. console yeah. generations you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be able to pick up the PS5 and the Xbox Two. <laughs> one thing. One thing before we launch into the list, I want to say I'm not. I'm leaving out things that like aren't true virtual reality headsets. So like, I saw some things like the Victor Max for Super Nintendo, which is just like, yeah, we put a single screen with some mirrors around it uh, on some goggles, and virtual we, boy. we call that virtual headset. <laughs> but anyway, let, let's jump in. Number five, jump in. I put it on, and suddenly, oh, I'm deep in a future world of fast-paced action. You're totally immersed in another world. It's like being there. You're in control of the universe. It's like you've got a movie living in your head. You've got surround sound the works. It's everywhere you turn. The game completely surrounds you. You move, it moves all around you. Incredible. All right, so bald, bald hyperbole, hasn't uh, changed at all. shitty, shitty pitch video. Who do you think this is? Uh, Sega. Yes, That's, yeah. that was going to be my guess. Yeah. Too. Bing, bing, bing. It, yeah, this is Sega VR, which never came out. But uh, if you had paired it with the Activator, uh, which, which which is not uh, not a headset, African American hair product. No, no, strangely mm-hmm. enough, no. But let your soul. Yeah, if, if you would have paired that with the Activator, <laughs> it would have made. Uh, probably the king of all broken promises <laughs> in terms of early 90s immersive technology. That video, all the quotes from that kid sounded like examples a psychiatrist would use while uh-huh. teaching people about uh, mental disorders in children. Yeah, It's like there's a movie in my head. Well, I actually <laughs> I guess turn what around and it's still there. Yeah, you have to be able to break that connection. <laughs> I had to cut that down a bit because it was originally just like early 90s, like here we have like a geometric so background or whatever and like kids in flannels are like popping up and saying something and then it continues with a guitar riff for a couple <laughs> seconds wow. while nothing happens. The stock footage of an airplane crash. Or just like, <laughs> yeah, 
kid kid just like goes, whoa <laughs> like while while wearing a Sega VR headset and it's only two hundred dollars Hindenburg crash there, there is a, there is a good Tumblr out there that's just called I think it's called White People Wearing uh, Oculus Rift <laughs> and I swear I swear to God since I mean you you work at Future you look at that you look at that Tumblr you're gonna know like our, half our the managing people. editor is on there and but the guy who made it from Buzzfeed I think he might want to workshop it because Logan Decker my old boss is on there and he is not white that's true mm. that's true there's true. a I know like half the people on that he's honorary it was really uncomfortable yeah. for me. Honorary wife for Logan. All right, let's hear some more pitch. <laughs> what started with rocket scientists now goes where no VR has gone before. <laughs> Brain surgery. Is that a dog barking? Yes. That's a Looney Tune gunshot. What's so funny about the rocket? What started with rocket scientist line is that John Carmack's working on the Oculus Rift and is a rocket scientist. <laughs> Wait, literally. Is he really? Yeah, he, he had an aerospace company. But is he working with Oculus Rift? He he left it. Yeah, to work there. He's full yeah. time. He was. That, he was I did not know that. He was originally doing half and half, and then he said he wow. moved over entirely. And when I, I last talked to uh, Oculus Rift, I was like, "What is he working on? Like marketing?" And they're like, "No, he's debugging code to work better on mobile platforms." I'm like, "Oh, oh, of course. That's that's John Carmack." <laughs> what? Oh yeah, they want they want to have it built in. They want to have built-in operating system into the uh-huh. Oculus Rift, so you don't have to plug it into a hundred thousand things to get I was to work. More concerned about that. They're announcing all these VR sets, and can you not plug the Oculus Rift inside the um, <laughs> PS4, Xbox One? No, no, man, it ain't powerful enough. Come on, no? man. You Is it not that's gonna enough? work? <laughs> that's that's what that's what they've said. PC I mean, gamer. but it's not gonna work. Piece of gamer, everybody. Um, anyway. I mean, yeah, the games have to work specially with it. But, uh, no, there's a file that you can create in almost any game oh, rendered really? in 3D on PC that can use it. It's, it's my understanding. Yeah, interesting. yeah. I the, was I was watching a bunch of demos for like Skyrim and stuff like mm-hmm. that. For uh, yeah, and people are hacking like drivers in for Skyrim and stuff, but it's complicated. Also, from what I've heard, it doesn't work like 90% of the time. Like even Skyrim, mm-hmm. it's like, we got Skyrim working, and it's like, oh, there's a bunny crash. Yeah, and by yeah. the way, if you've never experienced a virtual reality game crashing, it's one of the most horrifying experiences <laughs> because you're so legitimately immersed and you're so into it, and all of a sudden there's just like a, an error screen that is like half in one eye and half in the other, and mm-hmm. it feels like you might have just died. But Cooper, uh, if you die in the game, do you in fact die in real life? Yes. A part of you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to say Sega VR never Sega. came out. So really, the only surviving video of it is like this weird thing from E3. Mm-hmm. I think ninety three, ninety five, somewhere in there. But watching this video of the E three pitch is like a window into a different time for that show, sure. like a much less sophisticated time when presentations had the feel of like uh, some salesman at a mall giving a pitch to a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. So it, it begins with this. Any of you are big computer buffs. There's an article about this new device from Sega that takes us into the future. The future, of course, being virtual reality. Something that's being talked about by Kennedy? other people, <laughs> but produced by Sega. Well, I can't get to the right page, but check out this little demonstration. Wow, how? That includes this. When those tanks start firing at you, you want to duck. It's hard to remember that it's just a Gross. game. In a racing game, you don't have to push buttons to see who's about Gross. to win. You just turn your head. Where are they? Orlando, you they hired like an head. extra of my brother and me. That was like so like <laughs> embarrassing. That was like so embarrassingly staged. Wow. That's right, Timmy. 
<laughs> wow is the right word. Wow is the right word. Yeah, Here's your money. It's just kind of hideous to watch, but uh, Sega VR never made it to market because, according to Sega, mm-hmm. it was far too immersive and realistic. Yeah, that's the reason. Ooh, alternate, um, alternate guess why. I, I, yeah, I, I can tell you the alternate reason why. I, I want to go guess first. Okay. Um, it didn't fucking work. <laughs> well, it did, but it apparently was laggy and blurry to the point that it made people sick, and one of the people who tested it said this should never be given to a child ever. Like, this mm. this would damage a child's eyes. But is it, it, it was, was it locked in with the uh, activator? God, I hope not. Well, I, that, I just I remember them being, like, kind of shown hand-in-hand hand yeah. in magazines, and the activator did not take off either. So, no. if, like, the precursor, if the ground zeros to this phantom pain didn't work, <laughs> we're not going to, we're well, not going to bring up the, the rest of it. The thing with the activator was, it's another broken promise, in mm. that it's, it was supposed to be, like, it'll translate your actions into, like, on-screen actions, but no, up. it's every, it, it was an octagon mm-hmm. that you stood in the middle of, and each panel of the octagon uh, just shot a beam up at the ceiling, mm-hmm. and when you passed a you hand over beam. that, that yeah. corresponded to a button press. Mm-hmm. Originally called Project Natal. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, How would I talk to the little boy, though? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Milo. I, I just imagine uh, doing that with the Sega VR headset. Would You would just crash face-first into your TV yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> you're flailing your randomly. your enormous television. Uh-huh. Also, also, though, your television would be fine because it was a sheet of four-inch glass <laughs> in the front of it. <laughs> and also made by Sega sometime in the yes, 80s. Yes. Um, what, do, what did this thing look like? I'm just imagining like the landfill where they are now. Um, imagine, a single tier going imagine down. Imagine a VR headset. Now put a, put a little red stripe on the front of it, uh-huh. and that's it. Cool. Imagine yeah. uh, Sam Fisher on a dollar bill, and then you fold the part where his eyes and nose are, and that's what it looks like. I kind of want Sony <laughs> like to design Morpheus like more poorly. Like It actually looks like a futuristic headset. I it want it, it to looks look... like something you've never seen before, too. Which is neat. I want it to look like a clunky, like, I want it to look like a weird cyberpunk thing. That's what I want. You I want it to look like you're wearing an inner tube on your head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I did see one of those that isn't included in the list, which is like an Android-powered headset that uh, oh, has like seven apertures in the front that are nice. all like little cameras that are to that track one. your hand movement. But it just seems like you could use those to see in 180 <laughs> degrees or whatever. You could just look at your real hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in 3D? But Yeah. But it's also enormous. So, mm. but yeah, just like the idea of getting continuous input from seven cameras on my face. It seems pretty awful. You're basically a fly at that point. Yeah, exactly. Again, Jeff Goldblum never stopped to think of the shit. Number four. Target price point of $300 for a home system. We'll be the first in the home with real VR, immersive VR, not black and white, not uh, non-immersive VR, but real arcade-style VR. Uh, once you've played these games, you don't want to play any other kind of games. It's a, a much better experience. VR, VR, VR. First of all, let me, let me go ahead and say screw you to all you non-immersive That's VR <laughs> out there. And all you... All you- Black and white VR headsets? <laughs> yeah, you from the 60s. Like, who had the black and white VR? That you, you didn't have one, or was it was just it? me putting uh, two Game Boy, yeah, original Game, Game Boys Boy taped to my face? <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's no such thing as a black and white your VR. eyes crossed. It's impossible. You guys want to guess what this is? Oh, oh shit. Man. I, no I think idea. he's responding to the virtual boy, because when he says black yeah. and white, he actually oh. means mono... Monochromatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, black and red, really. Yeah. Um, can I... Is this a company so this that just still exists? The boy. Uh, its name does. Is it 3D? Oh, Addery. No. Yeah, Addery. Addery. This is the Addery Hagwar. 
Oh, VR the, headset. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Needhog. <laughs> yeah, the, the Jaguar VR headset, mm-hmm. which was never mass produced, never never released again. Mm-hmm. But they did make a bunch of units mm-hmm. to, to just like, bring around at trade shows and show off to press. And then Atari merged with another company the following year. Infogrames! And, uh, no, it wasn't no? Infogrames yet. It was, it was somebody else that basically on, just... Like, do you remember around 1998 mm-hmm. when you saw, like, all of a sudden every tech catalog started carrying Jaguars with, like, 10 games for $50? Yes. Yeah, they're the, they're the people who made that come about. Oh. Yeah, it's um, right now only two prototypes exist, mm-hmm. one of which sold for $14,500 and apparently doesn't work or it's low res or something yeah, like I'm that. I'm never going to get that money back either. It's really a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And another one that's yeah. like blue and gray instead of red and gray, and uh, that well, does was, work. It is not black and white. He I'm assuming the resolution is like 300 by 400. Yes. 14p. It's like that. Yeah. It's, it, it pretty much looks like when a YouTube video doesn't load right, and it's just 244p <laughs> or whatever. It's not great, but based on the, the demos, which you can see the owner of the you know, one of the existing units demoing it, mm-hmm. and it does work. Like The head tracking works with the one game that was commercially released that was intended to work for it. Mm. This is uh, the first game we're doing called Missile Command, and as you can see, the unit is extremely responsive, and uh, basically if you play the game, you can see that you can track very effectively and in real time, which is the first time this has ever been done at these sort of price points, Uh, and you see that you have a full-blown VR system here for the consumer. Yeah. Wow. What is what 300 is missile stalling. missile command <laughs> virtual like it's it's a 3D version of like first person missile you command. Like, you're looking up? Yeah, I guess that looking, feels looking up and, and shooting Atari things. Tempest was pretty awesome. Wow. But yeah, so the seeing, Jaguar the, seeing the guy demo it, like the the system came with uh, this little motion sensor, mm-hmm. which basically it looked like a little red stargate that just sat next to your <laughs> Jaguar on a table. And the idea was that you were supposed to be able to network three of them together oh, to get like full 360 degree well, range like of the, movement. The power glove thing, kind of, yeah. Like the three beacon thing that hung on your TV, like a yeah, tie, yeah, like yeah. a necktie. A lot. Like I that. love hearing him call it responsive because the whole problem with VR and the reason it was making people sick is yeah. that it was not responsive at all. You have to get the latency down to mm-hmm. like to to a minuscule amount, otherwise, just the brain reacts. In a terrible way, I, and you I, vomit. I, yeah, I talked to. I think I was talking to somebody from Oculus, and it's basically mm-hmm. like if you move your head to the left, mm-hmm. and your vision doesn't move fast enough yeah. to the left, your brain basically defaults to like you ate the wrong berry, <laughs> and <laughs> I should probably vomit it up. Like your brain, yeah, th- Like when I, that happens in real life, it like means you're, you're being poisoned. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. your body just immediately starts going through the motions of like you should vomit. You should. Sleep, and then that's not fun when you're playing Missile Command in 1994. Also, what, why somebody was talking about the superiority of buttons in that it is a one-one press. I press a button, and an action occurs. Not, not adding like basically two steps of interface in between you and interactivity. Like mm-hmm. I turn left, and eventually this thing turns left, and that activates the thing in the game that I needed to do. Yeah. That's two steps of control, whereas buttons are just one, exactly, and fairly innate. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting so, point. So I this, talked about too long. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, this, so this was rolled <laughs> out no, it's good. at E3 in 1995. The following year, mm. Atari was acquired by this other company oh. that basically discontinued the Jaguar, mm. sold li- liquidated all its assets, and eventually sold the brand off to Infograms so that they could mm. be Atari. And they got much more, you know, much better about their presentations in that one year. I'm sure. Oh, and, I'm sure. And and they they utterly. Destroyed all the units except for the two existing ones, which is a little bit sad. But uh, it, what's especially sad is to hear. Um, I, th- I think it was like some uh, Atari video mm-hmm. report thing that I-, I found on YouTube that I took these uh, things from. I can't imagine what the market for that was in 1995. Like it wouldn't have been on TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would have distributed VHS tapes to people or something. Well, to, to vendors and whatnot. Yeah, my uh, uh, yeah, maybe. M- my father-in-law used to work at like work for companies that would basically like Nintendo would mm-hmm. be like, here's a VHS that tells you about Yoshi's Island and mm-hmm. you should watch yeah. it and that's why you should get your, your uh, blockbuster to supply them. <laughs> we used to get those from Nintendo Power. Well, we were watching a bunch of them the other day, internal. In, what they are is like pre-PowerPoint, these internal videos Basically, that are yeah. produced with bullet points of like, here's what we made last year. Yeah, now, now, year, you're, now you just get an FTP with like a really, yeah. really high-res video and a bunch yeah. of PNGs and Targa files. Yeah. <laughs> like that's basically, and like one PDF that is like 800 megs because it's all uncompressed. The thing is, this one had like this weird journalistic bent. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was really badly produced. It was a guy interviewing the head of marketing for Atari mm-hmm. and like asking him dumb questions like, oh, so you just joined Atari this year. What's your previous experience with video? I was like, well, I've actually been with Atari for a long time and was with it in the early Time Warner days. And no need what? to edit this, though. Yeah, No, no, what's editing? Who cares? We'll do it live! But what makes it sad is uh, this happened on the eve of this big acquisition, everything being shut down, mm-hmm. and this was one of the guy's closing lines. Uh, Jaguar will deliver so much more in terms of CD and uh, Jaglink, uh, which is a way to play two Jaguar systems, one to it, another... Jag modem, uh, six-button controllers. We've got many, many new products coming, and it'll be a very exciting year for Jaguar. No, it won't. No, I, no it won't. It would have. It should have been because then we could have gotten. I never heard of Jaglink. No. I but, have, but it's usually in a term of like a masturbatory <laughs> sense, not like a. I don't want to hear any jag bashing here. Uh, just how many other Cooper are gonna? Cooper and I are gonna form a jag link in my room later. Yeah. <laughs> also known as the Dutch rudder, I believe. <laughs> I, how many other pieces of functionality could they use? It's gonna have jag player. That's yeah. four player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, probably, that, that was probably you and all your thing. friends are going to want to jag off all day long. <laughs> You'll be able to speak and get it to jag on. Jag on? You can jag. It's basically every joke is just a connect joke. That's but what I'm saying. It'd be great. Uh, jag off. Turn yeah. on. Jag Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> God. Having bought a Jaguar when they were cheap. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, those things are fucking horrible, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they come out with all this bluster about how, like, we're 64-bit. Mm-hmm. Like, this was before 32-bit systems showed up. Yeah. And... Like we're 64 bit, we we blow everything else out of the water. Or what are you going to play on a Super Nintendo? My Super Nintendo was a hundred times better it, than my Jaguar. It looked, was. it looked way 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 better. I don't yeah. I don't know the specifics as to why. But the only thing well, the it, Jag engine, the really. Jag engine. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, it could do 3D better than like the Super FX chip yes. could. But that's it had, about it. It. it had Jag processing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jag in, Jag off. <laughs> Tons of Jaggies though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Enter the unique world of virtual gameplay with Nintendo Virtual Boy. Is this the Virtual Boy? First three-dimensional stereo immersive 32-bit video game system ever. 
Now, despite this being one of the worst consoles ever made, mm-hmm. it actually came out and was sold on store shelves, so it is technically yep. better than the last two True. things it we talked it. about. It also never bothered with any sort of motion tracking because mm-hmm. it was a self-contained stationary system mm-hmm. that with on little legs. Kind of a pain in the ass to like get it on your head alone. Uh-huh. So you we, had to like lay on your bed on your stomach. That's like, the yeah, best like a sleep, that's like, that's like, what like, I did. Basically, like you're at a sleepover party with like a bunch of teenagers. Or like a, a, sleep, a deprivation tank where you... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which was you meditated. Slightly I, less enjoyable than mm-hmm. playing the Virtual Boy. I played a lot like playing Panic Bomber, which was probably the least 3D game on the system. It was basically like a Bomberman Tetris game. And uh, so playing that, uh, I, I just like lie down and have the little legs attached, but use them to balance it on yeah, my I mean, chest. Yeah, yeah, so that it stayed on my face. Wow. I only ever got to try it at the store display units. Oh, I really yeah. wanted one. I was going to so say bad. the, the was... less you played it, like I played it maybe like five times ever at friends' houses, mm-hmm. and the less you played it, the more you thought it was the most revolutionary thing in the world. <laughs> I should have brought mine over. I thought, we, uh... I thought you guys had all played it, but uh, I have. I well, have recently. I... Uh, I, had, no. I found it in my house. I'm not totally up to date with my uh, Virtual Boy vaccinations. <laughs> there is finally, like, there is a very small uh, Virtual Boy emulation scene. <laughs> and and somehow, they, I guess Nintendo wasn't very protective about all the things they didn't release. Because there were a lot of games that never made it out, and they're slowly getting out their... Emulates. I want people to start porting like 3DS games to Virtual Boy so Ooh. I can play it on. I want to play like Luigi's New Mansion. Ooh. That's not what it's called. Dark Moon, baby. Yeah. I want to play yeah. that on a Virtual Boy, like leaning that on my bed. That might actually be kind of cool. But it's still neat. red and yeah. black. It is, it is still, to this day, the longest my father has ever played video games. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart made him wow. sick. He couldn't understand Battlefield. I thought he's a history buff. He might like it. So that, that Red was alert that it. was the origin of the fifteen minute warnings. It's like take take a break oh, every fifteen really? minutes of play. Yeah, and I ignored that. And I remember always like whenever I'd stop, I'd see red for like about oh my five God. minutes. It's funny because everyone got so worried when the three DS came out, and mm-hmm. there were like the doctors being like, "Yeah, that might screw up a kid's eyes," even though mm-hmm. it's it won't apparently. But yeah. I feel and I feel like they're so worried about that. Whereas yeah, the Virtual Boy would genuinely blind you vir- if you played it for sixteen minutes. The experience of looking into a Virtual Boy, it was like playing a Game Boy that was being projected into your eyes by a laser pointer. It was blinding. Yeah, it, it does seem like but the my 3D television did suffers work. from, from burn-in, and that has mm-hmm. to do the same thing to your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it probably does. I still, I still have a little Wario in my left cornea. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I have a giant Teleboxer fist right now. <laughs> yeah, tele- Teleroboxer, not much of a Man. game, but really cool use really of the neat. 3D. Yeah. All, all they had on store displays were Red Alert and yeah. Tennis, Mario Tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, those are the two Virtual Boy games I played, but I was obsessed with it. I would walk to the store after school, mm-hmm. uh, like the EB Games or wh- whatever it was. And this was a Canadian store. No, I was here, and I would, uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would just stand in the store until until I, they asked me to leave or or until I had to go home because my uh, parents. Those were the days. Because my parents would wonder where I was, and I would be playing the Virtual they'd like, Boy. They'd be like, "Where were you?" And it's like, "Shut up, red person! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you stupid red blob! Yeah, you're gonna die and start. Stop Trek. playing tennis." <laughs> Also had a really weird controller. Anybody remember? The yeah, controller? I actually liked the controller. It had like two D pads. Yeah, it was basically a mirror it was image the steam of itself. Con- it was the Steam controller, basically. <laughs> but <laughs> I wouldn't go had, that far. It had like the. It was very comfortable to hold, and it had the back triggers. Right. When and did this come out? I just thought of one thing. Is this the first Nintendo console to launch without a Mario game? It, it launched with Mario Tennis. Yeah. I think. It, yeah. That's not a Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, on. it is technically a Mario game. It has Mario in Stop it. Stop it, you robot. A that Mario does not Clash. Work. You know, 
Mario Ma- Clash. That's, Mario Clash. That technically counts. Ugh, is that the, the biggest upgrade the original Mario Brothers ever had? Yeah, I think it is. Wow. That game oh, sucks. That was like, there was going to be Mario or Donkey Kong 94, but for Mario Brothers. And instead it was just like, eh, here's Mario Brothers with the lean 3D hey, thing. Donkey Kong 94 is so good. Fred Elston still loves it. I'm going to call it now, and the next Nintendo console will be a virtual reality console. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, gotta have, it's going to have to have some gimmick. Because it's yeah. going to be very virtual behind. boy too. I feel like, I don't, I feel I don't like think... the virtual reality at its at its core is still so gimmicky right now that they wouldn't have to reach too far. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Nintendo will ever uh, try another virtual reality system just because of the lingering taint of this thing. Right. It destroyed Gunpei Yokoi's career. Is probably indirectly responsible for his death. Uh, well, directly, he died recently though, didn't he? Um, no, it was it was a while ago. Like five years ago, ten years ago, mm, maybe it? ten years. I don't know. The last yeah, day old. that the last Virtual Boy was made, <laughs> he ceased breathing. Oh, no. But I feel like we did the same, this, a similar premise forever. Like talking about the Virtual mm. Boy, and like that's been its legacy. It's like mm. people blame it for his death because it, it was he died in a car accident, mm-hmm. uh, commuting to his <laughs> after different job. After, after playing Red Alert <laughs> for six hours, he jumped into a car and drove <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> Needed to use the missiles. Yeah, but like people, people say, like were well, helicopters. Maybe if he hadn't <laughs> lost his job with Nintendo, he wouldn't have been driving that. That's day. not like, fair. No, it's not. Maybe fair if he would have married his childhood sweetheart, he wouldn't have made the Virtual Boy. Who gives a shit? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Life's full of mysteries <laughs> that is. way. Life's a beautiful magical gift. <laughs> but as awful as the Virtual Boy was, it did work in that yeah. it, it delivered on the promise of 3D sort of immersiveness. It was it was kind of a cool gimmick mm-hmm. if you didn't play it for longer than yeah. fifteen minutes. It was 3D virtual reality for fourteen and a half minutes a pop. Yeah, even though it was in every way a Game Boy, uh, <laughs> like despite being a thirty-two bit system, yeah. it was a Game Boy. It sounded like a Game Boy. It looked like a Game Boy. It was Nintendo at peak hubris. Yes, this is new and it has our name on it. Uh-huh. What does it matter? People, people want to. Well, the thing is like. They, they were thinking, we want to ca- capitalize on virtual reality, mm-hmm. but then they roll out a system that has to be cost-effective, so it doesn't have any of yeah. the things that make virtual reality interesting. Except it doesn't, goggles. Yeah. It doesn't strap on your head. It doesn't feature any sort of motion tracking. Why didn't it strap it on your head? It doesn't have color. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like you could have strapped it onto your head. I feel like there was a head strap for it, though. Maybe, but you had to buy it separately. Like yeah. All it came like, with was the little legs. Yeah. I feel like it needed to be stationary, because if it strapped yes. on your head but had no head tracking, and you were turning your head and the mm. world was oh my glued God. that would have been vomity you yeah. just would have vomited immediately uh-huh. just geyser of vomit turning your head side <laughs> to side <laughs> just, uh, just, just red vomit <laughs> this is totally worth it one hell of a windscreen I'm playing water world in three dimensions <laughs> 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 the, the fact that you felt like you were putting your head into a stationary thing I guess made it okay <laughs> I don't know but you inserted your head much like a cartridge yes <laughs> Didn't work. Just blow into your own eyes. Sounds like Peter Molyneux maybe was involved with that. What if you were the cartridge? Yeah. Think about it. I'm going to do a dramatic pause. All right, enough hate. Time for some moderate affection. Number two. This is Virtuality, the virtual reality entertainment system by Spectrum Holobyte. Now, this little coin-operated machine is the first of its kind, and it is designed to toss you into a true-to-life world simulated by the computer. By using what I they don't call know this is. a stereoscopic images system. Now this means it produces 3D like you've never seen it before. This is absolutely J.D. Roth. Probably. I don't know what it's system this is. It's the Game Pro is. TV guy. It's well, he, the voice of uh, the American in Captain Planet. 
Okay. I was going to say, it sounds like he's just describing like an old-timey Nickelodeon. Yeah. Where it's like, you put your eyes into he, this coin-operated machine, and you get to see a woman <laughs> spin around with a horse. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> watch a train pull into the station, it'll be exciting. Everyone actually, runs away uh, and That's screams. actually VO in Bioshock Infinite that you can uh, hear when you're in yeah, a, yeah, yeah. the sort of like by the beach. So who remembers virtuality? Anybody? No. Are those, I don't. Okay, th- those virtual reality things that you'd see at malls? Okay, there was a first-person shooter game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I played that. It was yellow. Dactyl Nightmare. Dactyl Nightmare. Well, Hollywood's dream is John Waldron's nightmare. At least that's what he calls this virtual world made for two. Also, when he went bankrupt later. game where the players are on the inside looking out. God, I think I remember, I think I remember, like, being in a tunnel and, like, there was a, uh, I mean, maybe it was a different game, but there was, like, a ladder and you would... You go up it and you are you holding like a plastic gun? Yeah. Well, well you're yeah. you're holding you're holding like a little plastic gun. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, you hit the button on the top and you would walk forward, and then you yes. hit the trigger and you'd shoot. And your weapon was like a gun that had like a huge bullet on the front of it, and it would just like sort of fly off and hit whatever. <laughs> or to oh. explain the rules wow. uh, a little in a little more depth, the object is to inflict as many hits on your opponent as possible. Ah! And an array of weapons, such as axes and crossbows, can be picked up to facilitate this task. And good luck. An array, Tyler. Again, wow. array is used like the same way you'd say a gaggle of geese. You never apply array to anything but multiple weapons. To, to something, you're, to your database program. We have class. an array of beer bottles in here. No one would say that. I don't, just don't know why. An array, you only hear it with weapons and aggressive material. Yep. Uh, so, it, like again, anybody who went to a mall in the '90s probably saw these somewhere. It was too expensive to play. It was so expensive. It was like twenty bucks or something. For it was. Uh, uh, it was multiple dollars. Yeah, I think, I think it, it was like five dollars. They said point operated. That's a lot of That's a lot, lot of sacajewia dollars. <laughs> you got some JFK half dollars in there. You're gonna need a sock full of those. Mm-hmm. Your grandfather, luckily, has given you a sock of those. <laughs> he recently. has just priceless yeah. fucking half dollars. I, I played at an arcade in Chicago, and I think I had to like just buy credits, like. Here, I'll just mm-hmm. give you a $5 bill. You'll give me a little card that works with this. And then I can stand there with a headset on my head and pretend to shoot at other people badly. Uh, and maybe a pterodactyl will swoop in and uh, Just a dactyl. Just a just dactyl. dactyl. But th- cool that, that was the cool thing. that like There, there were no these head. pterodactyls <laughs> flying above the arena, and mm-hmm. they'd swoop down and pick you up randomly and then just like drop you and you'd die. But the, you got a real sensation of like, oh, I'm being picked up and now I'm falling. Holy shit. That's just because there was like a big, like carny style guy behind you, grabbing you by the neck and lifting you up every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was. But th- these things actually worked. Like they, they did work a long time ago. They were weird mm-hmm. and like horrible. But, but they, they were like worked. tech demos you play, you yeah. paid to play. Yeah, absolutely. They, they weren't. And, it wasn't much fun when I finally yeah. got in one when it was discounted yeah. like one dollar per credit. You, you could have gone to laser tag. Yeah, basically. yeah. But this was like virtual laser tag, and they had like eight different games that eventually came out for it, like. Legend Quest and Exorex and Fighting Guy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> shooting game. Who could yeah. forget shooting game? Infinite Undiscovery. Infinite. Undiscovery. Oh wait, that's an actual. <laughs> game. And they had one where you'd like stand in the ring, even though you wouldn't actually go anywhere. Mm. Uh, like, there's no walking involved. You're just standing up and, and moving a thing around to shoot. Or you could sit down, and it felt like a cockpit, and then mm. like you, you know, you had a little joystick at your side, and yeah, so that was pretty rad. What was the, I, I saw it at PAX the uh, the stupid ball like bed of ball bearings that you use to run in a direction. Hmm. 
Uh, did you not see that? Like adding that to the I, VR helmet? I was I was looking for something like that, and then what I saw and said was just like, oh, here's a thing, but it, it's just like a platform. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and they, it's, they it's were sort of omnidirectional down treadmill toward the middle. It's not a really a treadmill. Did you make that? What up? I saw? No, the omnidirectional Omni. treadmill. Yeah. It's a, it was at a it's at GDC. At, it was a GDC. Okay. It's literally cool. a treadmill that you put special shoes on so you can mm-hmm. run with no traction, mm-hmm. and uh, it has a connect watching you while you do it also, mm-hmm. and you're wearing an Oculus Rift. Okay, so yeah, I think that was it. It was an Oculus Rift. So like you're running through Skyrim and you have to run yeah. to move. Yeah, it's God, uh, that our, sounds awesome. Yeah. One of our editors tried it. He but, was like, "I will never have this in my living room." Yeah, it sounds awesome, but it's the kind of thing you probably want to do exactly once and then never again. I've, I've heard the issue is that the motion that your body goes through when running, like if you turn your head to the left sure. and the world turns to the left, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. But when you're running, if you're not actually, if you're like running in place, your brain does know the difference. So the difference between like sitting down mm. and pressing forward on a controller and running in place mm. isn't actually enough to make you feel like you're more immersed. It's actually that's that's the way I feel about it. Like you're, you, there's locomotion that your body yeah. doesn't actually so get. How much does a setup like that cost? Honestly, I think it's like four fifty for the omnidirectional treadmill. It's not it's not really? as expensive. And then as how you much think. for the Oculus Rift? It's three fifty for the new <laughs> the new version, which by the way isn't the consumer version or price. So that's that should true. Be clear it's mm-hmm. not like you, it's not like they're on shelves let's say realistically probably under 800 for the retail of both when they hit market yeah plus okay. plus a pretty powerful pc does, does that sound expensive to you guys uh-huh. there's a lot of money to spend you want to know how much these cost yes keeping in mind the hefty price tag of sixty thousand dollars for the stand-up <laughs> and fifty-five thousand for the sit-down version i think you'll agree that uh you probably won't be playing this i was genuinely worried that our eight hundred dollar speculation was going to be too much because with a price tag like that the gameplay will not come cheap oh what a what a shitty discount though it's like fifty five hundred dollars for the sit down five thousand fifty yeah five thousand dollars if you add a seat <laughs> jesus it's one more thing to clean this it's is so 1994 God, 1996 dollars too it's basically a million dollars so this is what this is what killed the arcade industry it's like all yeah. I just, i'm just imagining this shit yeah imagining these sad guys like it's the future so i mean i gotta I gotta like get rid of the pinball tables. <laughs> that was a sell though that later, like, the closed. future doesn't come cheap. Yeah. So you're gonna charge a lot for every usage of this because that's what how much so realistic. I can't do math for shit, but you have to imagine that like if you're charging like five bucks per, how would have, you ever make your money back? It would take you. No it, one made a profit on this. <laughs> Literally, that's probably why you still see it in except, arcades, except the company that built them. Yeah, because they cost maybe ten thousand to build. Like the price of sixteen Tekken machines, and yeah. <laughs> although who made it, Spectrum Holobyte, are they even still around? Yeah, obviously. With a name like that, they're, 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 they're actually this did so well for them. They're actually now Halliburtons. <laughs> this is just it was a quick transition for them. Spectrum Halliburton. A bunch of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of machines sitting in Abu Dhabi right now. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the important you bury them for a thousand years and then you <laughs> dig them up as oil. The important takeaway, according to GamePro TV, is so. If you're looking for the cutting edge, I think it's safe to say that virtuality is about as far out on the edge as a gamer can hope to get. God damn it. <laughs> Those sound <laughs> effects weren't even high-tech back then. At least the noise of like connecting the Prodigy would have been I more... I have to imagine that that's what it sounds like when you unplug somebody from life support. <laughs> like the computer's <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> Alright, yeah. so let's move on to our number one entry. Okay. 
So that's PewDiePie reacting to uh, oh, Lost in the Rift on Oculus Rift. Hey. How about that? The thing you've been talking about this entire segment. <laughs> we can talk about it now. Well, it's, it's most, I, I have nothing left yeah. to say. It's the most successful it is, e- it is. example of virtual reality. But I, I, I think this thing has single-handedly revived the market for virtual reality. That This was something old and dead and dumb. And mm-hmm. we were, I think we were all like, yeah, maybe like... When they figure out a way to jack our brains directly into the matrix, like then we'll like shoot holograms into our corneas, yeah, or have a holodeck. But like this, or this sleep is... with Sandra Bullock, yeah, like, Demolition Man. Like, yeah. That's how they. Fall. For some reason, I thought Gravity, and I'm like, what no, no, scene no, no. could or, you possibly be referencing? Or Christy Brinkley in that episode of Mad About You. What oh, the virtual reality episode of Mad About You? Oh, Paul Reiser, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's stupid as hell. <laughs> of course, the whole thing was designed by a twelve-year-old. Uh. But um, so I have one of the I have the first dev kit in my room that mm-hmm. I use sometimes. Uh-huh. You do that. I do. You use um, it for custom made. I'm guessing. What? In your room? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got I got some software from you Japan, know? but. Um, <laughs> Did you see, well, there you go. Someone on on uh, NeoGaf with the headline "For Science" bought the Oculus Rift and the Japanese Dick controller. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and and, and Greg in my office tra- like, what is the bo- read me every word on the box of this Dick controller? <laughs> and it just says it's USB compatible masturbation hole. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> wow. What it says. Uh, yeah, but it's really good. I actually, unlike Chris, I do think in <laughs> 10 years, like, we will be using these for games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we'll be using these for games well, in three like years. Well, I like what it does for yeah. games But now, in 10 years, for a lot of games. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll be I'll be using them as soon as they're, like, yeah. the commercial or the consumer version is on shelves. I'll, day one, I'm buying an I Oculus used, Rift. I used one of the... So they've just released a new dev development kit. Uh, well, just announced it's coming out in July. Well, you can pre-order it, right? Um, and I used it at GDC, and Epic had this demo where it was it was super unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's like you're sitting on a couch, if you put it on, you're in like I don't know the living room of someone's studio apartment. Mm-hmm. It's clean. You're looking around. It's sunny outside. You look down. You have a body. You have a chest. As you kind of rotate, you have a controller. Mm-hmm. You have a controller in your hands, and your hands are really uh, creepily paralyzed on the controller. So you don't want to like dwell on that too much. Mm-hmm. And then you look over to your right, and there's another guy over there, and his head turns and he looks at you, and that's the other player turning his head toward you. So I'm like, he's looking at me. I look down, like, what do I look like? I don't know. And you're actually like controlling these two little uh, characters with like swords and shields jumping around this living room, and you can like make your character jump in his face, and then like he'll jump in your face, and it's like, stop it. It's, Really unsettling it's, to like turn your head and see someone and they turn their head and it's like, don't look at me. It's, it's weird. <laughs> and, the, and the weirdest thing is like pretty much every good Oculus Rift game, app, whatever I've played so far, you legitimately do get immersed within a minute where you kind of, you're not, you're not like, oh my God, this is real life, mm-hmm. but you forget that you're using VR and it's almost like you're yeah. just looking at it. So I'm sitting there playing it on a little, ca- on a little chair and you're in the game, you're on a giant couch yeah. and I went to relax and kind of glanced down at the couch for a second and put my elbow down and went to lean on the couch. But the couch I was on in real life mm-hmm. wasn't the same size, so I genuinely, like, missed and, like, hit the table, and that's virtual reality. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I was I was really skeptical. Like, everybody was rambling about how great Oculus Rift was. I was like, really, guys? 
it's just another VR headset. Are we really being taken in? But then I tried it mm-hmm. at, at at your desk, actually, Coop. And oh, yeah, the, yeah. I was Titans of Space, right? Yeah, yeah. I was absolutely floored. Why, like is this is a better demo amazing, huh? Is Titans of Space a Titans better of Space demo is the greatest. A lot of demos. Yeah, in, in, yeah. Titans of Space is you're you're in the cockpit of a spaceship flying through. The sol- a model of the solar system and seeing uh, planets, and they look like huge three-dimensional objects that are floating like right in front of you. And, yeah. You have you have no like the controls are basically just to hit next. It's almost it's less of a game and more of like a you, like you're going to like a museum mm-hmm. yeah, and seeing an exhibit. But then more- I also played Alone in the Rift, which is a which weird survival horror game where you're walking to scary. a shed it's and then just you're, slender yeah. and socks and, and PewDiePie is a baby. Yeah. But uh, I, I tried an, a relatively new one recently, and granted, like, the original dev kit, like, sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, after you've tried the new one, you're like, well, screw that. It's, it's 480p versus, yeah, mm-hmm. versus 1080. 1080, yeah. So, but it's like you're, you're, you're in the Batcave, basically. You walk into the Batcave, you go down a thing, and there's this big, like, holographic display of Gotham, and, like, it's telling you, like, what your next mission is, and then, like, the Batmobile comes up and starts spinning around, and I'm like... After like five minutes, I'm like, I am Batman. I need to get into this and go save <laughs> Gotham. And it's like, pretty sure I'm Batman now. Pretty, Something pretty, has happened. Pretty sure I am. And like bats flying around you. And it's it's like once this is done really well, which it's already done better in the new development kit, and they're saying the consumer version will be better in every way. Like once it is really good, I really feel like games will change pretty significantly to not mm-hmm. not as much focus on like combat mechanics, etc., but just okay, feel like Batman for a while. Yeah. Go have a conversation with someone as Batman. See, try that on. And, like, it, it's not... The, the focus is going to be so different in virtual reality games, you know? Mm-hmm. Though third-person games still work oddly well. Yeah, it's kind of like you're looking over, like, a board... I I can't remember what I tried, but they also do have a demo uh, from Epic where you're looking over, like, a game board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of an yeah, interesting... It, it kind of almost feels like you're just playing with an action figure. See, I, I couldn't figure out if the internet was ironically loving this thing. Like, ha, ah, yeah, virtual reality again. Because the only time... I used it very early in the development of one of our games that's out now. But it wasn't a first-person game. Like, that's neat. I can look in directions. Yeah. But you... What were you playing? You were, like, looking at a 2D game through... Yeah. Yeah, see, not that's a 2D not... game, but it was a 3D game, but not not a first-person one. Yeah, oh, yeah. And um, yeah, try, try yourself some Titans of Space. Yeah, Titans of Space is the one that everybody who I've had try it, even the most skeptical people, take it off, and your first thought is like, "I've made like mistakes in my life by not investing in this what does product." It work with now on like, PCs on Steam though. Like, is there anything else? Uh, you can play Half Life Two. You can play. Can you um, play Amnesia with it. You can thing? play Team Fortress. I don't know. Yeah, Team Fortress like, is terrible with it. Is it? But but mostly okay. mostly what you want to do to try it is download demos made especially mm. for it. Like Unity has support, so a lot of mm. people have been just making Unity demos that are. Ooh, there's cool. a good one where you uh, you are in like a little Tuscan hut, which is like the popular one. But yeah. there's one where you're an anime girl in a Tuscan hut, which is only weird because you walk up and there's a mirror, and you're looking in a mirror, and you're a Japanese girl. And if you like tilt your head, hmm. it moves at the same tilt as what's going on. Weird. And it's and when I was playing, and I was like, okay, I'm a I'm a Jap- like the Batman, and now I'm like I'm a Japanese girl now. <laughs> this is just my lot in life. Something has happened. <laughs> it's a Somebody much better more... come along and fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a much really better proposition. Senpai notices me. 
it's a much better proposition than like 3D TV, and it wouldn't surprise me if part of the reason that a lot of uh, publishers have decided 3D TV doesn't work, other than if nobody wants it, mm, I want it. is that uh, if you don't, it's the best time really to get it. They're cheap as shit. Is that they've they've seen this and think are thinking like, oh, that's way better than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what we should put our energies toward. That's what we should invest in. You need to buy a, a pair of peripheral glasses to have it work. Mm-hmm. It seems like it. Yeah, I understand needing to buy an Oculus Rift, not the shitty polarizing yeah, I mean, chargeable yeah. glasses. Well, Treating it like the a fact system. that Oculus Rift it's really light. Yeah, like wearing it, like I barely felt the weight, which mm-hmm. I think is super important, and that's what mm-hmm. makes like even virtuality. Like that headset is super heavy yeah. and clunky. Like no, you can to, only it, wear it for five. It minutes. has to be hanging from the ceiling on like another support beam. Like that's to, <laughs> it is basically the weight off. That's it's just Glados <laughs> hanging above you. It's, it's taking the weight off your head. It's like a boom mic. Yeah, some of them do that. I, I've seen like a, a beachhead machine that had that. Beachhead? Yeah. What's beachhead? Beachhead is a game about gunning down soldiers oh, yeah. as they try to run up a beach. I've oh. definitely played that. So yeah. the, the thing I'll say from what I've heard about people who have played the Morpheus is yeah. that the Oculus Rift is comfortable, but it does rest on the bridge of your nose and your forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the thing that makes the Morpheus better in this one element is it pretty much puts all of the weight on the back of your head. Uh-huh acts like a counterweight so this thing mm. you're, it's almost like you're pulling it over your eyes instead of it leaning on your head so from what I've heard it is the yeah. more comfortable option not compatible with pinheads but we don't know we don't actually like they have prototypes of the consumer Oculus Rift they won't mm. say anything other than that oh it's just it's better in every way but we haven't uh, haven't yet seen that so and I'm making sure a guess that it's out at the end of this year, but I could be wrong. I think end of this year or early next. Yeah. And, I'm, and pro- I think they'll probably get it to 300 for the retail. Probably. But the debug ones are going to be more expensive. What I think is funny is people are saying like, oh, will Morpheus kill Oculus Rift? It's like these two are intended for completely different markets. Yeah. Morpheus isn't going to be for PC users and Oculus Rift... Uh, Good luck getting that to work with Little Big Planet. Well, who, whoever said it was going to work with consoles? I mean... Yeah, so, I mean, it, it certainly... It seems like it should be able to, though. Well, they've maintained that... Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they're not planning on that. Mm-hmm. Just because, I think John Carmack tweeted that, like, okay, Morpheus is cool, but games on the PS4 and the Morpheus are going to be rendered about as well as a PS3 game, mm-hmm. just because of that's the processing power. You have to render the scene twice to make a stereoscopic version. Does it of matter it. if you're yeah. rendering the this, this scene in a smaller display, though? Yeah, that makes a difference, but you want to get you want to get that display up to as much resolution as you possibly Retina. can. Retina. Retina. Retina display. Retina display. Ooh, that, I know that. that, I know would that be amazing. But the funny oh, thing is the fact that you do have like for as much as I kind of call stick bullshit two on iPhones that, in front of your face. Because every time the and I've talked to a bunch of people from Oculus Rift and they're all super nice and super smart, but it almost feels like they're saying it a little more politically because mm. they're also supporting mobile and they're trying to make it work on like Android devices. Mm. Yeah. So mm. for them to say like. Ah, the PS4 is not powerful enough, but your yeah. Samsung Galaxy yeah. S4, no. that'll do it. I mean, yeah. I don't think they're saying you're going to be playing, you know, like the next Elder Scrolls game on your phone with it. I think they're saying, like, you could probably do, like, some people are demoing, like, uh, video content mm. where it's using cameras that can shoot in 360 degrees so you can look around a, a right. movie, basically. But it'll work with Boost Mobile and not my PS4. Yeah. No, that would work on a PS4, <laughs> but if you're talking about like the rapid uh, advancement of mm-hmm. games, and if if we're making like super high-end Unreal Engine 4 games that are virtual reality games that won't necessarily translate easily onto a PS4. Yeah, but for that to happen, somebody out there needs to want to make a super awesome game on Unreal Engine Epic's 4. Epic's already making demos for the Oculus Rift. Like, they're in. Ooh. Oh, I know. Mm. 
I, I will say one of the best things that I've seen with Oculus Rift is just going on YouTube and watching people's reaction videos. Mm. Like there's there's a compilation of like the best reaction videos where like people have their parents okay. wear it and then like they're, they're standing up playing the, a roller coaster sim and they almost always scream and fall over. <laughs> just, just like because you completely you, your your brain is telling you this is what's in front of you. You can hear it, and so you just sort of lose all sense of balance. And did you do the uh, the guillotine simulator? Did I run no, you through no, that? No, no, no. That's Whoa. good I, shit. I've seen that. That's yeah. yeah. I've I've done the roller coaster one. I will say like some of those reaction videos. Like I can't tell if you're exaggerating or if you just like. Or if this is, or or if you like swoon when it gets like above eighty degrees or something, because I've <laughs> done the roller coaster one like eighteen times in a row. Just like this is fun, but have you stood up while you're doing it? Yeah, I don't like immediately like fly out my window and like. <laughs> well, see that you do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe it affects some people differently, but old like, people. I think mm. I think there's a bit of exaggeration yeah. on some of those YouTube videos. Is it compatible with two girls one cup? I want to make my <laughs> yes. parents do that. Yeah, they need probably, to reshoot that probably. with a 360 degree <laughs> yeah. camera. Yeah, right. and have at least six girls because I want I want have a triangulation. No more cups though. No, yeah, six the, the power's not there. Cup. The cup gets really really nasty. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can see inside the butt. And, and it's really, really yeah. It's, thanks I mean, to the positional, you can move back and forth. <laughs> uh, it's like you know, my dick is moving, but mm-hmm. like my head is stationary, so I actually start to get sick. When, yeah. That just means your dick found water. <laughs> and <laughs> as as much as like we we can poo poo the the horror <laughs> games, the uh, <laughs> we poo poo the two uh, girls one cup um, horror <laughs> games. Uh-huh. No, they are frightening. They, some, some of them are really no, frightening. I wouldn't and want to play Amnesia on the Oculus Rift. Some of the ones that I've watched, like, there's one... And, and I have to say, like, Oculus Rift developers, come up with some new names for uh, your games because there's Alone in the Rift, Lost in the Rift, and then there's one just called Alone that seems to be the scariest one that, that I was looking at, where uh, you're, you're sitting on a couch playing a game within a I've game. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, and, like... The whole time uh, you're you're playing this and it's really creepy and the ha- your house that you're in your fake house is making creepy noises and then like there's something at the window to your left and it oh. like moves the blinds to look in yeah, and starts banging on the window and then oh, yeah. eventually you're so you're turning your attention back to the game and then like you hear something banging on the door and. It's it's banging persistently, and then it opens the door, and there's nothing there, but you can hear something taking footsteps towards you, yeah. which which may be there to, to like make you feel vulnerable because you're wearing right. headphones. Yeah, and well, have goggles one thing on. the the team that the CCP who's making Valkyrie, they said that the, one of the reasons they wanted to experiment with making a flight sim game wasn't just because they have the assets already finished, mm-hmm. but because <laughs> if you are playing a virtual reality game and in the game you are sitting with your hands on mm-hmm. controllers or a console. And that's what's happening in real life too. Yeah. There's a huge connection that yeah, is yeah, made. Yeah. So that's why when they made that game, they're like, you know what's the scariest thing you, that could happen if you're sitting on the f- sitting on your couch holding a controller, mm. playing a game where you're sitting on your couch and holding a controller. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's another one. Zombie Studios has a game called Daylight, which is they demoed to me on the Oculus Rift. It's like a Unreal Engine 4 horror game that was legitimately pretty terrifying. And like halfway through the demo, my old boss like snuck into the room and grabbed my shoulders and I've never forgiven him for it because like <laughs> I was like gonna shit myself yep that, that, I don't know I feel like an old person by saying I don't even want to play no I don't, I don't even like playing amnesia like without yeah. an oculus yeah. rift like it uh, I don't. I don't really get the appeal. I do want to like, play. I do want to play like Amnesia or probably like a Slender style game with mm-hmm. the omnidirectional treadmill. And because I feel like 
odds are what would happen is I'd start and I'd walk up and pick up a note and then I'd hear like a rustling and I would just start like leaning over the side of the treadmill vomiting. Yeah, it's probably yeah, what yeah. I imagine would happen. I hope they make sure to pro- program something like that in. <laughs> that starts happening. Having like a bucket that follows you around the yeah, entire yeah. circumference of it. So you can, you can have a connection with the bucket. Yeah, <laughs> I like back it. to Peter Molyneux territory. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it's always floating with you. My only fear with Morpheus, and you I think, can send the bucket to search for treasure. <laughs> <laughs> the bucket is your companion. When the bucket dies, you'll feel yeah. real loss. Uh-huh. But you can level it up, so it's real helpful. Yeah. Um, I think Morpheus sounds good from what I've heard of it. Like, I'm not trying to belittle it and say like, oh, yeah. it's just gonna play crappy games because the PS4 sucked. Two thousands of it's red never gonna play jokes. Red Orchestra six. I just hope, I just kind of hope, like, if it comes out before the consumer Oculus Rift, that it is really good, such that people don't, like, sour on VR again, and I have yeah. to wait ten more years for it to be a thing. Yeah. I don't think that'll be the yeah. case. With people like John Carmack on board, and Valve yeah. is researching it, like, these are all the biggest players in games. I feel like we've finally gotten to the point where we can do this well, where we have screens that are small enough, and, yeah. uh... Video that's fast enough mm-hmm. that yeah, where we we aren't going to have a bunch of shitty lag that makes us all vomit. And the tech, if you're adjusting for inflation, isn't very expensive. No. I mean, the it fact really that, isn't the fact that they can sell a low run development kit for three hundred and fifty dollars, which already sounds kind of reasonable for what they're offering the consumer, and the high run consumer version, I'm sure, will be cheaper because it'll be mass produced. So. Anyway, Oculus Rift is cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's our top five. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, maybe some news. Stay tuned. Just like every goddamn week. How about that? I'm here, as always, to tell you how to support Vigigame Apocalypse. It's real easy. Let me break it down for you. First, you go on iTunes. You subscribe to Vigigame Apocalypse. You give it five stars. You write a nice review for us. And then uh, more people will see that. And it'll, it'll grow the show exponentially. It'll grow its fan base, which leads to more rat skulls trickling down from the hosts for me. Because they'll get donations from you if you go to lasertimepodcast.com. Click on the donate button and write in that it's for the show. Uh, you can go to lasertimepodcast.com and click on the Amazon links. Buy rat skulls. Buy whatever it is. I'm so sick of that rat skulls joke. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. But buy stuff through those links, and the host will get a little cut of what you spend. You can go to store.lasertimepodcast.com, buy t-shirts with rat skulls, I mean actual skulls, scary skulls, the kind that terrify me. Send them to my warren. I've got boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of the things. It's amazing. Tell a friend that's free, right? Or just, I don't know, do some other stuff. Back to the show. Everybody, welcome back to our second segment where we talk about tragic. Who didn't hear that at all? 
Oh yeah, it is. It is tragic, <laughs> considering it's it's written by another Cooper. I wrote it. Yeah, well, okay, we wrote it, but he he arranged it. That's he right. put music to it. Man, he, he gave it life. I wrote it wings. once for five seconds. Let's Coop hear it again. It's beautiful. All right, all right. All right. I didn't have headphones on. I apologize. Haunting and beautiful new releases theme song <laughs> again by back David no. Cooper. Uh, <laughs> everyone cherish them. Everybody mm-hmm. cherish them. So a few things to talk about this week. Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls expansion is apparently out and is a thing. I went to a really fun party where I believe your reviewer didn't emerge from his room once because he's reviewing it. Yes, what that a jerk. is true. Yeah. LJ represent on Twitter. Tell him mm. so. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't try okay. the beta or anything, but I've put probably... I'm going to be reasonable and conservative with this estimate and say that I've probably put 200 hours into Diablo 3 regular over the last two weeks. So I'm excited for this. The last the last work yeah. I did with you professionally was all Diablo 3 related. Well, those videos did well. Yeah, they were fun. They were really fun. Yeah. And um, I mean, even before this coming out, they've patched it in a very good way, as I yeah. understand it. Like, yeah, so I look I, forward to playing it again. Yeah, I, I reviewed it when it came out for Games Radar. By the way, I work for Games Radar. You should check GamesRadar.com. You yes. may have heard of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Video games, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I reviewed it and kind of tore it apart in some ways because which one the, the new Diablo expansion? three the regular Diablo you 3. did yeah to a point I I think mm. I mean I and then I went back and recently re-reviewed it mm. because the patch has changed it so much that it was worth going back and basically rewriting the review because they fixed all of the problems and that's mm. it's rare that a game fixes almost all of the problems and that long like after that much time like yeah. they're still like nope. We're going to make this work. And apparently they have the console version to thank because the console huh. version was made without... The, the thing that crippled Diablo 3 was the auction house because they said, like, mm-hmm. we're going to add in an auction house. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that you want it, you, we need people to want to use the auction house, so we need to make the game much more difficult than it otherwise would be. It also means to make people want to use the auction house that we have to make it so they're not usually getting good stuff, so they mm-hmm. want to go buy good stuff. So all of a sudden you have a hack and slash game that's too hard unless you buy stuff and you're not getting any good loot. And then everything kind of falls apart. So when the console version was being made, they're like, well, we're not putting the auction house in there because that's a terrible idea. So Mm -hmm. let's redo how the loot and the difficulty works. And by doing that, all of a sudden, everything just falls into place. And now it's super fun again. What a slippery slope that monetization is. Because it wasn't so much like that Blizzard was selling items. They were allowing... They were, take, they were taking, and a taking a cut, but they were allowing players to sell items for real money. It's yes. like, you can make real money. It's like, no, I don't want this to be my job. I want to fight Diablo. Yeah. And the, like, the issue was like when you played it before, out of every hundred items that mm-hmm. dropped, maybe one would be okay. And every out of thousand items that dropped, maybe one would be good. But then they're like, well, no, what we should do instead is make it so, like, out of 100 items, 100 will be the best thing ever. And then one will be even better. Like, so it's just over-rewarding you instead of Mm. under-rewarding you. Mm. And they fixed the difficulty and did a bunch of stuff. And it doesn't lag as much now. So, all good things. So, worth getting, then. I hope so. The game itself is, is like, being put on sale every so often because the expansion's coming out. I I just downloaded (laughs) Battle.net for the first time. Do it! Uh, Because it's Hearthstone, because... For some reason, yeah, my whole office is in a day with Hearthstone. It's a good game. Yeah, uh, But yeah, I, I haven't messed with the expansion yet, but I pre-ordered it because it gives me orange wings. Nice! So, you're going to look real good with those orange wings. I know, I know. And I'm, I, I don't know when they're going to ship them to me. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know how they glow in real life, but I'm excited. <laughs> is it odd me wearing sunglasses? 
Only slightly. You, you've got kind of an 80s DJ thing. Yeah. I was, yeah. was going to say the fact hey, that you, you listen to the bear. I was going to say that you don't look much different than normal, and I mm-hmm. didn't even put the connection together that you were wearing They're prescriptions, so I forget, and I leave them on too often. So let me just remove these. There we go. <laughs> I am not Ray Charles. Fair <laughs> enough. Mm. Also out this week, Mercenary Kings, which huh. is another entry into the border slug genre, I think is what people are calling it. The Borderlands uh-huh. plus Metal Slug. It's, oh. a, it's a 2D Contra-style shooter where I guess you unlock uh, new weapons and things as mm-hmm. you play. So uh, free hostages, pro- probably. Mm-hmm. It's uh, artist, I believe, by Paul Robertson. So. Oh yes, I have yes. seen this. Then yes. okay, yes. to bring up Lucas again. It, was he? He this? loves this game. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's been out on PC or like in a, maybe in like a uh, Steam early access mm-hmm. thing, and could not stop talking about it. I think it's the kind of game where you can like. The way the Borderlands thing works in is like the guns are ridiculous, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you can get like a toilet that shoots farts. Nice. I could be wrong. I so could Mike, be making that Mike up Grimm entirely. So Mike Grimm is in there. So yeah. there, there are not a lot of things you need a sell sheet to get me. In <laughs> yeah, <this. That's> one <laughs> of them. you described Chris's favorite, yep. new favorite game. Farty uh, butts shoots farts. <laughs> nice. Uh, Witch in the Hundred Night, which I know very little about, except that it's uh, apparently wow. by the same team that did the Prinny games. And uh, <laughs> a guess. You play as a an adorable baby demon knight that works for a sexy witch, and it got a five point eight from IGN. So, uh, oh no, is that good? That's good, right? Not that's really. out of six. No, that's, oh no, that's mediocre. That's the new IGN scale. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah. yeah, it's one one to six. <laughs> yes, it was sixty point scale. Uh huh. Cooper trying to eat on the air. I'm trying. Silly goose. Uh, Deception for Blood Ties, which I I'm sort of amazed that that series is continuing at all. Deception 4. Yeah. Remember, Deception 3 was like a PS2 game. Yeah. I think. So I kind of skipped a gen. And they, they didn't bother with a reboot? No, no. The reboot would have been awesome. I don't because I Deception it. Origins. <laughs> I, I loved the first Deception. I immediately lost interest in the series after that. But uh, the first game... Well, the, the series is that you uh, are the bad guy, essentially. And your castle is being invaded by good guys. Or maybe it's bad guys later on. I don't really care. But the, the point is that people are coming in trying to kill you. You have to set a bunch of traps and lure them into them uh, in order to, to win and kill them and possibly claim their souls. So, Love it. Yeah. That series is coming back on PS3 and Vita, I, I think. so. Perfect. Yep. Perfect fit. I like Pretty any awesome. game that makes you play as a very meta bad guy. Like the Final Fantasy... Crystal Chronicles, My Life as a Dark Lord, had kind of the same thing, oh, where yeah, like, you yeah. were building a tower that was solely existent to kill Final Fantasy heroes. Mm-hmm. And it, I always love giving a shout-out to Overlord, the first one. Overlord, the uh, game yeah. where you played I as I still villain. quote that all it's the time, fun. because those dumb little goblins yeah. would just go like, Treasure! <laughs> and anytime I'm playing Diablo, and I there's like a little treasure goblin. It's my go-to call-out for him. Uh, I, I love the first deception. It was all first person, and you were playing as this young prince who'd been framed for murder. Mm-hmm. And so you, you uh, hid in this house, and this demon came and helped you out and saying, Hey, I can save your life uh, if you want to help Satan out. And so you're, you're capturing, Bang. you're trapping really good-hearted adventurers who are coming to slay the evil in your castle. And you're doing it so you can harvest their souls to lead to the eventual resurrection of Satan so he can destroy the world. <laughs> 
All right. It's not lighthearted at all. That's pretty fun. Sounds it is. Like a strong demonic character. Yeah, it's, like. it's, it's kind of awesome. There aren't enough strong demonic. Strong demonic characters. Protagonists. That's right. Let's, let's, Polygon mm-hmm. needs an article up about this right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we need to do a top five. <laughs> strong demonic. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, did did Luftrauses come? That's, that, that's last week, sorry. Yeah, Luftrauses. Luftrauses. That's if anybody can talk really about cool. that, we didn't talk about it on last week's It's show. really neat. Like, what, I, what is yeah, it? it? Seems pretty neat. It's um, crazy good. Yeah, I've been. Everybody's playing, been talking about it. It's like an old asteroids game with uh, but with World War II planes and, and just uh, like the angriest Nazi looking. Yeah. Like you're basically playing a like I you're playing the Germans. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, you I don't know the the gameplay is very simple and easy to understand. And there's all these power ups that let you like move underwater and ma- like instead of a weird flight sim game like so instead of a gun with this ship you'll just melee people. Yep, you have to run into them physically. Yeah, and it's two D. The art style is just like yellow and black yeah, yeah. exclusively. I was talking to somebody yesterday about how it's like very little. They could change the graphics a little bit, and it's a Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. But it is it's with good. a really good frame rate. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like one of the uh, like power ups you can do is like when you die, a nuke goes off, and the nuke is just a giant skull, and it makes the frame rate die. And I don't care. I'm just like I am so happy. The frame rate is like this is the fact that like I feel like I broke the game every time it happens. What are you What are you playing this on? What's going on here? Vita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on sale on Steam. I get to though. play it on my get to play it in my bed. It's on Steam. Nice. Come on. Uh, no, no, I know. I'm saying his frame rate dies. <laughs> oh. Uh. Ah. Also, releasing your game during GDC, awesome. Thanks. Last year it was Bioshock Infinite, and it just makes my job easy. Yeah. Uh, Deus Ex: The Fall <laughs> is coming to PC, hopefully with a facelift. That was is that the, the iPad game. Yes, yeah, mm. so, I don't. I guess I don't know enough about that. Is how yeah. much? Well, I reviewed it. It was it's pretty good. Like mm-hmm. as shooters using a touch interface go. Oh, like, so bad. No, <laughs> no. Well, like I, I thought it was fine until you actually had to do some shooting, which because it's a Deus Ex game isn't that often. Yeah, mm. but like yeah, it's it's not. Bad I mean, for I, what it is. Presuming like on the PC, if the controls make the shooting actually good, mm-hmm. would I mean would it be like a would it be a recommend? Would it be a Michael yes. Barr's thumbs up? Yes, it would be. Oh, cool. Well, then I, you know, I guess we'll review that. <laughs> I'm, I'm in charge of this, and uh, I, f- I find out about stuff I need might to get be, on. Might be worth pursuing during that. this. Podcast. I'm more excited about fashioning an icon that incorporates recommend and reparis together. It just it's not Ooh. coming together in my head. Recaparis. Recaparis almost sounds like you're destroying something. Ooh, I like it. The, the recaparisoning. <laughs> I like the idea of a box art being bashed, and it says recaparage, but then it gets put to back together because oh. you're recommending it. Yeah. Recaparage. <laughs> wow. we got a YouTube show in the making. Paras mend. Uh, yeah. No, I got um, nothing. More new releases, Michael. Uh, more new releases. Well, that's about it for God! this week. However, uh, Infamous Second Son came out. We didn't really talk about it last week because we I hadn't heard played it, it yet. We can talk about that now. That's part of the reason I invited you on, Cooper, hey. because we both played the shit out of that sure game. Sure did. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking good, I thought. Yeah, I, I think I'm technically the, one of the lower review scores mm. for it, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, on Games Radar, I gave it a uh, 3.5 out of 5, because I don't think it's... So that's a seven, that's a out of 100? Yeah. Like, what? It's a 7. It's a boron <laughs> out of 15. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's definitely the prettiest looking game I've played so I, far. I wasn't yeah. interested. It is. It it's looks super pretty. It looks really. It looks so damn next gen. The only the only <laughs> thing I'd say maybe looks a little better is mm. Rise. But in mm. Rise, you're walking in a straight line, and I'll say mm. that Killing the fact that people. you can climb buildings makes well, this I mean, feel gives it the edge. If you're going to compare it to Rise, that sort of negates my next point, which is that it's really pretty. But like underneath that, it feels like 
there's a there's sort of a flimsiness at its core. Like it just kind of gives you the story and like a few repetitive side mini games mm. and that's it. I mean, gameplay wise, it's really really good. It's the first Infamous to give you unfettered access to uh, four different power sets by the time you finish the game. Is it an array of power sets? Because it I'm is an array yes. of power. sets. And I feel like there a might myriad. be five. No, not a myriad. Myriad in the DLC. Oh, really? I think there might end up being more. Th- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The paper, paper trail. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you might you might get a fifth one. That seems pretty likely, but you know those missions weren't really working for us. What the first one was? Yeah, the first one yeah. was, but then beyond that, like it didn't work. But, yeah, at but all. I but I agree with the flimsiness in it because it's like the the story is fine. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. I think the dialogue mm-hmm. is better than the actual yeah, narrative. The story is great. The story is probably one of its best parts mm. in that in the cutscenes specifically. Yeah. And and then, but like the, in the way that the story relates to the game, in the way that you feel connected to the story while you're playing, that's sort of where there's a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, and they definitely run into the same problem they've run into in other infamous games, in that they they want to give you this choice to whether or not you want to be a hero or a villain, which basically comes mm-hmm. down to. Do you want to beat up the drug dealers or punch this guitarist in the face? <laughs> like, it's still a very binary, illogical... Uh, an either-or situation. Well, it's, it, it's a choice between extremes. Like, mm-hmm. even the first real moral choice you're given is these anti-conduit, anti-superhero uh, riot cops show up at your character's reservation... And they give you a choice like, hey, either you can tell us what you're hiding from us or we can torture your entire tribe to find out. And so you can either decide to just say, like, I'm a conduit or you can let the rest of the tribe take the fall for your uh, unwillingness to talk. It's kind of a decision I make every day, Michael. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it? Is it really? He doesn't need to play it. He lives it. It's it's basically just like, come clean, throw everybody else under the bus. And then there's every time you meet another conduit, there's just like a, do you want, it's basically like, do you want to tell them to be good or unleash their evil upon the world? And it's Mm -hmm. sort of a weird decision because it, there's, that game doesn't do a good job of making me feel like that character is an evil character. Yeah. Especially with the second one that you get that option with, but uh, yeah, or, or wait, you mean the the main character? Yes, yeah, he he doesn't feel like an evil character at all. Although, if you do make the bad decisions, his character adjusts a little bit, and like you'll you'll hear dialogue that's just much more like, okay, for example, that first decision I told you about. Uh, spoiler alert: It plays out the same either way. Although that's like within the first fifteen minutes of the game, so it's not a very big spoiler. But you've been alerted. Yeah, you've been alerted. Um. So it plays out the same either way. If you confess to being a conduit, you'll be left alone by the riot cops for some reason, but they'll still torture your whole tribe. And uh, the same obviously happens if you decide to throw the tribe under the bus. But the dialogue that you have with like this woman who's basically uh, his adopted mother is a little bit different. And that like he's if if you choose to be a good guy about it, he'll be like, I'm going to get these people. I'm going to undo what they've done. I'm going to fix this. Right, he's wrong. And if, if you decide not to be, he, he's just like, yeah, um, I guess just tell everybody thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> he's just nice. such a complete dick if you decide to go the bad way. So you get, you get a sense that the character's mm. much more suited to just falling into evil out of a combination of self-interest and not really caring about yeah. anything else. There's also, like, for as interesting in the, as the story is, I feel like we've had so much progress this last generation with how to make an open world be filled with stuff to do that you actually want to mm-hmm. do. Like, Far Cry yeah. 3, 
jam-packed that world with interesting stuff without making you feel like you were overloaded. Whereas in this game, every every zone has like four identical missions yeah. that you do. It, like it almost feels like Assassin's Creed One style mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. go pickpocket the guy, go collect flags. Like they're so basic in what they're making you do yeah. that it feels and. They never change. I guess the difference is that stuff wasn't optional in Assassin's Creed, and here it's totally optional. Like, the main reason to uh, beat everything in a district is so that you unlock it for fast travel, but that's not really necessary. Like, mm-hmm. the city's fun enough to get around in that you don't have to unlock anything unless you want to, but, you know, I did because I like trophies. And the fast and the fast travel we, we were talking about earlier is kind of, like, you need to go to a specific part of the zone to be able to fast travel, so mm-hmm. it's not like you can just hit the start button and say, like, I want to go to the Lantern District. It's yeah. You need to, like, climb a building to get to it. And in the time it takes you to do that, you're probably going to be able to make it almost halfway to the area you want to go. Like the, mm-hmm. the Timmy points in South Park, then. Sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't played that yet. Except South yeah. Park is much smaller. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's actually you're never far away from, a, from one of the That's Timmy true. fast travel locations. This is more like, imagine if you were playing GTA and you needed mm-hmm. to go to a bus stop instead mm-hmm. of hailing a taxi. By the way, guys, I had a weird conversation with Diana out there earlier. She gave me an ultim- ultimatum, and I'm sorry about the nipple clamps, but I had two <laughs> bad options, and uh, what could I do? Why, why, why is my wife fixing you with nipple clamps? No, I was making a joke about the bat. No, cut this out. Joke okay. failed. About the two binary options you get, oh, and I, I see, I see. Please don't cut that joke out. It's too good. <laughs> it. It work. I was distracted story. by my phone. I probably should have made that joke when you guys were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Probably. No, it's always fun to think of a zinger ten minutes later. <laughs> throw it on out there. Shut man. up. You're the one. There was a, there was a there was a silence. I was like, hey, that's you know. right. You're right. You're right. You were filling out a lull with a lull. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, Infamous Three is pretty great. It's also basically Mark Echo's getting up too. Um, <laughs> And th- that's th- what you said you wanted to talk about, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah they're making another right. Mark Echo game, uh-huh. and it was just you making fun of Infamous. Yeah, but it, it has that feel. Like, you you are a young, brash punk mm-hmm. fighting against... In skinny jeans? In skinny jeans, fighting against an oppressive uh, anti-graffiti government agency that's just a bunch of faceless stormtroopers in armor. I, I was really excited to see that game come to Steam recently. Did it? Yeah, or it's getting Magu a Steam Cup? release. Yeah, Magu Cup. Yeah. Magu Cup uh, is, is coming to Steam because I think there's a lot of lost games from that generation that, may, that maybe not necessarily, maybe they don't necessarily have champions yet to be mm-hmm. re-released, but that was really interesting. That's the last game I thought would ever find a re-release, due, mostly due to its license. Yeah, I really liked that game. I, I was probably in the minority it's, there. It's, it wasn't a blockbuster. It's mm-hmm. um, remembered fondly by a few people, and I guess, I'm guessing of the, yeah. three of those people are in this room. But that's, I, and yes, and the other one is Mark Echo. Yeah, that's one of the things that, uh, one of the side activities you can do in mm-hmm. Infamous uh, Second Son is there are like graffiti points that open up around the map, and they... They asked us specifically not to talk about this, but it's a major gameplay element, and the game's out now, so mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. But you can you, you go up to these things, and it asks you, do you want to make a good graffiti or a bad graffiti? Really? Yeah, there you can choose between good and evil graffitis. It's basically Mass Effect's graffiti nice. edition. Yeah. Bam, 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 and, but then the, the way it works is actually pretty cool in that, like... It tells you to turn your uh, the controller like 90 degrees to the left. Mm-hmm. So you're holding it vertically. And then you aim it at the screen and like hold down after the right shaking trigger. It. Yeah, after shaking it. And it makes a clicky noise. Yeah. Out of the speaker on the controller. Uh-huh. Wow. And then, and then and it's, 
The clicking uh, varies depending on how fast you're shaking the controller. And then you aim it at the screen and hold down the trigger, and it's like you're, you're spray painting with a little uh, spray gun. So that's kind of neat. Oh, I, I actually really enjoyed that. That sounds like a lot of fun, Michael. <laughs> so this is on the Wii? Original Wii? <laughs> yes, the original Wii. Okay. Uh-huh. Not the PlayStation yeah. 4. Yeah, uh. do. I like talking to you. Whatever, it's that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's as neat as the time where every time you want to absorb a crystal, you need to put your thumb on the touchpad. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, well, you need to hold in the touchpad. Mm. Which is actually technically fine. They're basically using it like a, a big, a giant square button in the middle of your controller. The only, the only system that has ever had interesting motion controls are PlayStation systems. So I did, like, Steer and Shit in Heavenly Sword, and I did, like, uh, the well, Ghostbusters act in uh, the classic folklore. I don't need to tell you guys about folklore. I'm sure. Launch window PS3 game. I remember that. I never actually played it, although I have a great box art. Like poke, yeah, it was yeah. like Pokemon with ghosts, and you finally like like zap them, and then all right, pull, and you like yank the yank the controller back uh, to like yeah. throw out the echo ecto chamber or whatever the fuck that was. In Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Very and Ghostbusters. Then after thing. that, the only interesting use of the motion controls was uh, in GTA 4. You mm-hmm. just sort of flip the controller to up reload. To, to reload. Yeah, that was neat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's about it for new releases, so let's move on to... Those were the new releases there. Sorry, what? So GDC happened. Quite a lot lot went down. Probably the big announcement is the... uh, New Google Glass from everybody. Uh, new VR headsets, mm-hmm. sorry. But a bunch of, bunch of smaller, more developer-oriented news. Uh, Unity got a bunch of attention, mm-hmm. which is weird. And we're always excited to get uh, you know good D- news towards Capcom Unity. Different Unity. Oh, no, really? Yeah. 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 No one talked sorry. about us. U- Unity development engine, oh. which apparently works across every platform, including phones. Um, Even at like the Nintendo Wii U booth, they were like, "Here, here's every game running on Unity. You can please make your like you already have Unity games on Steam. Just release them." On the, I can't on believe the Wii U. how many times we're saying the word Unity, and I forgot about this other announcement. Mm. <laughs> um, also, Unreal and Crytek made their engines available to indies. That's super neat. Yeah, uh, I, for relatively cheap. It is like when I was working on a. Uh, on side stuff, it's like, I can't afford Photoshop for myself. And then Adobe announced like a, a monthly subscription for as long as I need Photoshop. I can have it at a reasonable rate that's not $1,000. Super good news for everyone. I mean, yeah. like, the, even the like founder of, um, of Epic was like, yeah, maybe even like high end Minecraft players. Uh, as Cooper and I were at the 845 in the morning announcement. There's never been a more awkward person to give a press conference oh, yeah. than that Tim was- Sweeney. That was, that was the, the easiest way to describe it is he sounds like a 13-year-old trying to ask a high school cheerleader to go to prom with him. Um, Every single thing he says. <laughs> so, it's monthly. What I do like about monthly subscriptions. Your, your impression, by the way? I, didn't, I don't know what he sounded I'd like. I'd say that's pretty much exactly what it is. That was pretty good. <laughs> Nobody likes monthly subscription rates, but what they tend to do is uh, if they're actually getting subs, things with monthly subscription rates get more uh, tended to. Well, that's the thing. And, and actually, as he described it, you can subscribe mm-hmm. uh, to Unreal Engine 4. Mm-hmm. You can unsubscribe and keep using it, but oh. you just lose updates. And it's going to be updated. Oh, wow. It's actually in an early stage, according Dude, to the website, yeah. where it's like, it's okay, it's not really well documented yet. But mm-hmm. the point is, like, uh, 
like you have never had more access to stuff to make a game. Like the Unreal Engine, that was big studios with they had to mm-hmm. call up, get their lawyers on the phone, and yeah, they specifically this said stuff. they're like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to use Unreal Engine, you'd have to lawyer up and and like read like five hundred pages of contracts. And now it's like you sign up for an account, and like yeah, they take uh, what is it five percent yep. of any revenue? Nineteen dollars a month. Nineteen dollars a month. Nineteen dollars a month is crazy. And then they take five percent if you make revenue, but um, that's not very much. I worked it out, and it's like. If you make a million dollars off a Unreal Engine 4 game, mm-hmm. they make $50,000 plus your subscription, which is like, that's n- that's not a lot at all for Epic. So they're really taking a loss on this in a lot of ways. But they did cool. say that, like, let's say you're freaking uh, EA and you want to make a game on Unreal 4 and you don't want to deal with that, just... Do what you always like. You can, you can always just lawyer up and throw a bunch of money at us, exactly like yeah. you did. This is basically like if you it's don't want to do that, yeah. it's, it's really for indies. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's keep saying the word unity until the other announcement. Clicks. Unity, 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 unity. Is it going to click? No. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed oh, Unity was course, announced. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Capcom Unity, I put up a. Uh, uh, Vine of a Monster Hunter puppet singing Rainbow Connection. So hey, come on, guys. Which is stay up I on mean, Capcom Unity. Maybe you know. I mean that that sounds more fun to watch than the trailer. <laughs> Not that I'm saying the Assassin's Creed Unity trailer is bad, but their hands, they they joke in the press release. Our hands were forced by. Yeah, uh, well, they weren't really ready for it, and then uh, there were some leaks. So they I, were I like, like okay. yeah, I feel like this is probably something that. Last year, around this time, is when Assassin's Creed 4 was announced. And they were probably, at some point, planning to mm-hmm. announce Assassin's Creed Unity at GDC or around it, and then decided not to. So when it got leaked, they're like, well, this we have stuff that was done. Yeah. We might mm-hmm. as well just... And it's, yeah, it's brilliant like, that I've... It's so infrequent that a developer just goes like, fine, screw you, here! Like, it's so... It was, it was nice. That. It just, I know... we. I, what I don't know... I work at a publisher now. If that trailer is what they wanted to lead with. It, it may have been a, it, it may have been an internal thing. Like I don't. It's not. It wasn't bad. No, uh, it was it, fine. It was. It, it just like that may not have been what they want to lead with. Their hand was forced. And I do know we're going to publish it. That that asset would have been done for us like two years before. Yeah. That reveal. But I mean, well, that asset it, that was in game, in engine. Oh, was. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's very impressive. That's <laughs> no, I, when I watched that video good. at the end of the video. I'm like, oh, I really wish they didn't release pre-rendered video. And then I. Kind that's of paused and went back and rewatched it, and then you can actually like at some point you're like, "There's no way that that's in engine." And then mm-hmm. later parts, if you look, you're like, "I actually that actually kind of does mm-hmm. look in engine," which makes you think the whole thing is, and it gets really excited and you start crying. Yeah. So it's French uh, Revolution, yeah. uh, in Paris. In Paris, which uh, wasn't that your dream? Mikkel? Yeah, well, yeah, which is well, it's a incredibly for. violent time and a cool place to be. So and a place that they haven't they idea. haven't had a game in an area like that. I mean, mm-hmm. early, early Colonies America is basically shitty version of that. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Assassin's Creed, like, in Rome and stuff is, like, really old version of that. But, mm-hmm. they did, but like, Paris had been around for a while and hadn't mm-hmm. been burnt down for at least a few hundred years when that had but happened. It, yeah. I mean, it was. It, I thought it was actually, like you were saying, a pretty good move to go, like, oh, rather than lying to us yeah. for another five months and being like, those screenshots aren't real. Like, just going, okay, look, yes, here's the game, mm-hmm. here's the setting. We're not going to tell you anything else, like, because we have this, planned announcements coming it, up. It's weird. This may be the first game set in Paris, like, hundreds of years before the Eiffel Tower was built. Mm. So it's going to be weird seeing the city without that one landmark. And, re- like, how many that people landmark- are going to be disappointed? I can't claim the Eiffel Tower? I no, bet, it I bet built yet. I bet you that they do DLC. something with it anyway. DLC. I was going to say not DLC, but I bet you that they do something where it's like... Mm-hmm. 
You're out of the Animus. The like, animus. oh, you want to? You can you can hack the Animus. Maybe this yes. version you can hack the Animus to bring in other timelines. Unity mm-hmm. is a unity of the different mm-hmm. timelines, so you can it's have modern not, day Paris. Not impossible. I, I predict more. It'll be like Desmond has to climb atop it, and the only way he can enter in that area of France is by jumping down through a portal from the Eiffel Tower. You know, at that period of time, they had a giant elephant. What? what? Is that like the so Moulin Rouge giant elephant? Damn it! Napoleon built a. He was going to build this giant elephant <laughs> for uh, his conquest to celebrate his conquest of Egypt, and they built a giant model of it that uh, shows up in Les Misérables a bit. Less miserables. Yeah. Mm. But you know, you, it was hollow, so you could probably run around in a giant elephant. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Was that, was that the during the revolution? Tyler, your voice changed. Was was that when, when my feminine side comes right, up, that would be post-revolution because of Napoleon. Oh, so sorry, no elephant. Excuse me. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe an elephant. Who knows? My, my feminine side's a big history buff, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also the the Arc de Triomphe uh, wouldn't be showing up in there. I know nothing about Paris besides the fact that uh, there probably is going to be an instance where I get to watch like a pretty French woman's head get cut off after she probably doesn't say a famous quote. Mm-hmm. So and you'll get to see Picasso being piloted by Ratatouille. Sure, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. I'm looking mm-hmm. under his big hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more soon. I think this was just them, like, there was a screenshot that went to Kotaku. It was interesting so to see them like, play into that, like, because, I, I don't know, I, I'm I'm a big hater of leaks. Like, I don't think leaks are fun. Usually companies are preparing, like, a big surprise for you. And when someone's, like, finds a screenshot, leaks it, I'm like, you're such a dick. It's like, you're such a weird spoiler. Well, did, you, heard, you heard how this one got leaked, right? I did. I did. Yeah, it was just, really scary. Somebody on a flight sitting next to an Ubisoft, a oh. NeoGAF employee. No, no before no. the Kotaku thing. Before the Kotaku thing, not not an employee of NeoGAF, but a guy who was on a flight who posted on NeoGAF. Right, that's what I mean. He was sitting. He was sitting. He saw a. Why would you just trust the guy next to you on the flight not to go to NeoGAF? Because the guy next to you on the flight may be the last person you see when that plane goes down, oh, or just mis- mysteriously goes missing. Yes, or have to sleep with someone immediately when the plane's on fire. <laughs> you need to know their name and exactly. what their what career path Otherwise, they have. It could be awkward. Yeah. When I was a member of the press, I hated the idea of like, we found a registered trademark. So what? It's not a real thing until there's like a trailer and some assets, and that's when things start to get really fun. Odds are, if the game did well and had a four at the end of it. Another one is being worked on, and I don't need some dipshit mm-hmm. overhearing something and spoiling that for me when I could get this really awesome moment with the yeah. rest of the internet and play into that. I, a really awesome CG trailer. Or two even, CG trailers. Look, I, I, are, are we going to pretend we don't like CG trailers? I love CG trailers. I, I don't like cool, CG trailers. I actually don't like CG trailers Stop at all. Stop it. You I know, genuinely don't like CG trailers. Also... A lot of leaks, I will say, don't come from a dipshit overhearing someone. Mm-hmm. They come from someone Licensors, in the company. Yeah. No, they come from a developer who talks too much. Sometimes, yeah. but um, a lot of it is like those images go out to like places like Amazon and Best Buy, like very early. Sometimes, and then like there's a, there's. It, I, but at the same not time, not before like, the I'll, game has been announced. I don't think they they, no, they, they do sometimes, does. and I don't understand why because. I can't imagine that, like, Amazon is going to put up, like, a placeholder box art mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. So do they really need 45 screenshots of Assassin's Creed no, Unity I'm telling you, those, six months those things go a ton of places early. And it some guy gets to see them and gets excited. It's just one of those things you have to, like, end up trusting people with. And I just wish people were more cool, like, be part of the surprise. It's more fun that way. No, that's true. When it does get leaked from like a retailer, that is lame. Or when they just like Amazon.ru just posted a yes. screenshot. <laughs> it, it really does seem like like 
how is your technology this bad that whoops even Microsoft accidentally put stuff up on the store early? I it's actually, like, all the time. What? Like all the time. Sometimes you haven't figured that out. Uh, and and but part of that. That's the other flip side of it. That's usually someone who doesn't give a shit and doesn't realize that what they have hasn't been announced. It's just they've it's been given to this, it's been given to Debbie in accounting, uh, and she <laughs> passed it to her intern. And she, Don't yeah, blame she, Debbie. I'm sorry. I always go to Debbie. For well, we've we've seen a couple weird leaks in the last couple weeks mm-hmm. uh, in terms of games being released. Like Metal Gear mm-hmm. Ground Zeroes went on sale early in Dubai, and then like. Microsoft initially responded by locking it down mm-hmm. and like not allowing it to be played if you're online. But then like Konami released a weird statement saying like, "Okay, we understand some people have it early. Please enjoy the game, but please don't post spoilers online." Did yeah. you see the? Uh, if you ever went to Twitch TV for like mm-hmm. the week and a half before the game came out, after the leak, there were big pop-ups that were like, "We will ban your account if you stream this game." Wow, really. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it jeopardizes their relationship with Konami. But we we saw a similar th- attitude with with the documents for Infamous Second Son, where they kind of had this oddly pleading, uh, like we're we're giving like when when I got my review it's... copy, it was like we're giving you this as a trusted associate of Sony. Please don't post anything online. Please don't make copies and distribute them. Like. Why the fuck would I do that ever? But then in that same thing, it was like, also, please don't mention these 30 things that you should probably mention in your yeah, review. Yeah. Man, that's why I love working with like indie game developers, because at GDC, I'm mm-hmm. just like, hey, can you send a build to your game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like the next day, it's in my inbox on Dropbox, just an EXE file with like zero DRM. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. That's... <laughs> I want to play this. I'm going to distribute this to all yeah, my yeah, friends. I'm a big, yeah. You know, we talked about that. And was this show or Cape Price just like, I'm, I'm so opposed to spoilers. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I find that devastating when a game like Ground Zeroes would release online. I know some people can't help themselves. Yeah. And they're going to ruin the game for themselves. I just, it's a four-hour game, for God's sake. I know, I know. Have some know. restraint. Have some restraint. Don't ruin things for yourself. Oh, man, there's something super fun in playing something with the rest of the world. Dude, when mm. Pokemon came out Pokemon. and they... Did a global release, mm-hmm. and Nintendo intentionally didn't have a strategy guide at launch. Did really? There was no strategy guide. So people available. were like talking again. Like, yeah, I remember you God, talking about. Fun. I remember. I remember back uh, back on an old uh, talk something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you talking about how like you didn't like Dark Souls, but you loved that it created like a mm-hmm. school ground thing. And for playing Pokemon, like I got it mm-hmm. like three weeks early. But even after it came out, people would be like. Yo, did you hear that? In this you, one you know tower, if you, can... if you go up to there, so cool. there's a creepy ghost woman, and she says <laughs> you're not the one, and walks away, and no one knows why. Or like, oh yeah, there's a so Pokemon cool. that evolves. I heard that it evolves, but you have to turn your 3DS upside down, <laughs> which, by the way, is fucking true. Sweet. But like, there was no confirmation. Like everything was Sweet. being discovered, Sweet. and they did a global release. And now I'm thinking, like, you got like, they cannot, yeah. you can't go back from that. Like Smash Brothers better be a global release, and all these yeah. games, like you have to do global now. Was... I heard that in order to get to Larue. The mansion, you have to kneel on this one tile holding the white crystal, yeah, and then a tornado yeah. comes. What? <laughs> no, my dad works in Nintendo. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so I have Super Mario Brothers Five not, now. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I love, I love the whole world being inundated at the same time with this one thing that I. So for that I one Japanese it. guy who beat it like eighteen times yes, faster than well, everyone else, except for like every yeah. release schedule nowadays in Japan that's not Pokemon, but no. it is fun. And I like games where unless you go looking for it, they can maintain that yeah, that like, sense. Like like yeah. I'm gonna bring up PC games. Sorry, it. it's what I'm into. But sure, um, like in Rust, 
uh, or DayZ, mm-hmm. um, which are like these multiplayer survival games. Like I've been playing them, and it's a lot of it is really like you. Like I don't, I don't know if I can drink this water. Is it going to poison me? Or mm-hmm. like there are so many mechanics in the game where like you can get diseases, and like I have to like go find someone and ask them in the game like. Hey, is this okay? And they might just shoot me in the face. I don't know. But Love when it. you when you do find someone who will help you, it's like this person. It's like being on the schoolyard, but I'm in the game, and this person's like walking me through. Like, okay, no, here's how you build a shelter, and you got to watch out for like the neighbors because they might come stalk around your house and try to fuck shit up. And, and be careful with the bullets. You don't want to eat the bullets. Yeah. Boom. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Dead. Did you, there was a video somebody did where it was just doing interviews in Rust. Did you see? Oh that? no, no, I didn't. It see was that. just doing interviews in Rust, and he was going around. I think it was Rust. And yeah, and he was going around and, and interviewing people, and everybody was giving him like really creepy responses. And there's this one guy. He's like, "Hey, I have some questions." Okay. He's like, "What's your favorite thing about Rust?" Shooting people in the head. And there's like a long wall, and he goes, "So, what do you think that they could improve about Rust?" What? Shooting people in the head. And it's like. So, uh, what are you gonna do later when you're when you're when, after this interview? Shoot people in the head, right. and he's like, "All right." So I think I know where this is going. And then the other guy goes, "All right, man, see ya," and closes the door. And there's just silence. And he's like, "Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I didn't expect this outcome." <laughs> I know. Like you can go up to people's houses in Rust, and like they can kind of like hear you through the wall. So like we have a writer writing like a diary where he's built a house, and he's just like at night in his house and he just hears rustling and then just hears like weird voices out of his house going hello <laughs> oh god and, and that's uh, that game that game horrifying. created barbarians solely because the first thing you do in the game is when you start you're naked and you're holding a rock i feel like if you weren't holding a rock <laughs> that game's community would be totally different but when you give me a rock i'm yeah. going to try to bash someone's head with it yeah that's that's to me that's the special thing about games when we were teetering down that one awful like linear tunnel version of what video games should be like I'm not so much worried about plot spoilers but like I don't know things you'll encounter in the game that are unique to the game or unique to how you play you have to learn yourself and figure out mm -hmm. and try even if even seeing someone stream rust like you're gonna play more like that person instead of experimenting and being curious I wonder if anybody's like banded together to try and make a town like we're gonna we're gonna have like a peaceful uh, settlement we're going to have laws that we're going to enforce. If somebody kills somebody else, we're going to execute them. Oh. People do attempt that. There's actually a gang that was running around Rust for a while, and I can't remember if they're still going, where they won't hurt you as long as you take your pants yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. The, the Penis Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so I they won't kill the you. Penis brothers. Are, they, are they actual people? Or is um, that a, a I mean, they're the people game. playing playing yeah, the game, they, they running call, around they, in a gang. They call their gang the Penis Brothers. If you, I really thought there was two guys you would you encounter are, in the if story. If you are naked or you take that off your no pants story. when they tell you to, they will recruit you into the gang after an initiation mm-hmm. that uh, involves everybody in the gang lining up right behind you and hitting crouch over and over again. So it looks like <laughs> they're, they're just doing like a baby elephant but like, uh, yeah. orgy. I mean, that's what, that, <laughs> and, um, that's what I'm loving about PC gaming right now is that like player-generated weirdness that if you hadn't heard about it and you're just mm. wandering through this multiplayer game and a gang of naked men came up to you like that would be an amazing experience and they come out and they scream take off your pants and if you don't take off your pants they, they shoot kill you. you i remember hearing that even in like the sims online there were mafias that were being created and since you couldn't actually intentionally hurt somebody they would all just stand in your yard until they peed themselves so they'd ruin your lawn like that's a thing that pc gaming enables wow, that's wow. like the caveman mafia it's very... anyway 
Uh, yeah. Oh, but the uh. other big news I heard at a GDC is something that you two should at least give a shit. Probably Cooper too. At a paper, pl- papers, please swept the awards. Yeah, yes. papers, please. Good shit. Good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. I did see an article that was just like, "This is a big win for gaming." I'm like, "Well, it was an independent games award, so mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, of course, it won a bunch of stuff in the independent." Uh, but it wasn't like Last of Us nominated in some stuff. No, no. It, it, so the way those awards go is they basically break it up into like. It's basically like the difference between like the uh, the indie side is like the BET awards, where it's like you know, only this thing can win this one, or the Sundance awards. Papers, please was was gonna win a bunch, but I was happy to mm. hear it did because it's a great game. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. You guys oh, should play. You're it. missing out. It's hugely fun. It's super stressful. Well, I wouldn't say I would not use the word fun to describe it. I kind of would because once you get into the groove and you get really good at this repetitive task to which you're put, like yeah, it's like okay, okay, I'm getting good at this. This is enjoyable. Get the fuck out of here, Georgie. What are you even doing? You let Georgie through every time. Yeah, I, sh- I should. I should just do that because it's like what a five dollar penalty. Every time you do it, mm. I mean, five dollars could be the difference between whether or not you have the ability to put heat on in your house. Yeah, but mm. if you if you help him out, or even if you don't, like he'll help you out later. There was someone behind me at this party last night, just being like, "Yeah, you know, like in Soviet Russia, you get it. You just have to lie to the authorities. Like you're just going to get fucked. <laughs> you just don't tell the truth. Don't tell them what to do." And I like, I literally turned around, like, "Wow, you. I mean, you you don't look that old, but you were in." You were in the USSR? Like, oh no, I'm talking about papers, please. And- mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to community. Last week's question of the week If you could mess with any game's established canon to create your own oddball expansion, what would it be? Shin answered first on the forum, so Shin gets read first. I would make a Pokemon spin off game with myself as the protagonist's rival. Whenever the player starts to feel confident in their abilities, my Dragonite and I would show up to destroy them. The game would be more punishing than Dark Souls. That's not a bad device, like you being the person in charge of ruining an AI game, a game, game protagonist game. Yeah. I'm going to be the asshole. That, how, much you been, how much have you been training? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I rule. I've jumped into your game. I will grief the fuck out of you. You get this like this like previously unlost that sees all his progress and things <laughs> he's done, spent on, and you get to find diff- unique ways to step on that. We'll fight for pink slips. I will <laughs> legally own all your Pokemon. <laughs> Awkward loser says I'd really like to make Beyond Two Souls into something not kind of terrible. I really hate that I hated that game so much. I'd want to remake it into an even shorter, better told, and funner downloadable game. I suppose since that game is so oddball naturally, toning it down a lot would would be the way to go. I'd want to just focus on Jody being a damaged runaway with Aiden and do away with the military, Navajo, and Demon World. Yes, there's a Demon World. Subplots entirely. This would make it a focused uh, light sci-fi tragedy and not a face-palmy mess. You gotta have a face-palmy mess in a cage game, yeah? That's the point. <laughs> it's basically the genre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Cody Stovall says Arkham City only you play as the Thomas Wayne version of Batman who uses guns and when someone complains about it being cold you shoot them straight in the face (laughs) and then I at home playing say not as cold as the icy grip of death bitch nice hi Cody Stovall that's DLC Cody Stovall comments on Radio Radar as well oh nice uh, but sex says yeah. I would make <laughs> but a... sex doesn't comment on Radio Radar. <laughs> he doesn't fuck around. B U T S E C K S. I would make a lengthy fifteen dollars GTA Five DLC that would feature a female loose cannon cop with an attitude like Deborah Morgan from the show Dexter. 
Her main objective is to do whatever it takes to take down Michael, Franklin, and Trevor in three separate missions. Nice. God, I think, she's, I think she's it, awful, though, isn't she? Deborah Morgan? <laughs> I hate yeah. that no, character. I think if GTA needs anything, it's an asymmetrical skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be cool to empower women and police officers for a change. That, that would be cool. I don't want to say I don't think that's cool. I just think Deborah Morgan is a terrible <laughs> character. But. I mean, it's sort of a... a byproduct of that show getting worse every season yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah she was an okay character in the beginning i guess but she says fuck a lot mm-hmm. yeah true oh she swears uh, a bus full of nuns says an alternate final fantasy 7 where cloud dies instead of Aerith. cool i think that seeing where the story would go from there with all the party's reactions could be pretty cool um spoilers guessing more buckles and summons <laughs> 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 Somebody else. It's just imagining Aerith carrying his oh. sword instead. Here's, <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. Hit on Lizzie went home with Antista. Oh, nice. Says I want DLC for Doritos Crash Course. I want it to be a first-person shooter along the lines of Bullet Storm. Extremely violent with large amounts of swearing is where my XBL avatar wants to go. Just just to tie it into the original game, I want to eat Doritos for health or superpowers. I'm indifferent on that matter, so I'll leave it up to the, to Frito Lay. <laughs> Doritos, like Doritos on Facebook. Get some, get some XP. Mm. Get some Call of Duty. Ghosts XP. Yeah. Like Doritos on Facebook. Buy a Mountain Dew. Yes. Lay. Tranquil Bez twenty two says, "I would break the canon of Uncharted and make a DLC game where a teenage Nathan Drake finds a time machine shaped like a toaster and goes back in time to meet Indiana Jones. Drake and Indy go back in even further to meet Saint Sir Francis Drake." Nate takes Indy and Sir Francis back to the present day to find out that the world has been taken over by aliens under the dictatorship of current Australian Prime Minister Tony Shitcunt Abbott. It's up to the two Drakes. <laughs> that is his and, name, by the way. Yeah, it's up to the two Drakes and Indiana Jones to stop Prime Minister Abbott and his army of aliens by enlisting the help of Randy Savage, Lord Jean-Luc Picard, and at gamers Charlie Barrett. <laughs> Oh, so this this isn't something you just typed in here. You've been kind of like yeah, awake yeah, at night looking at the ceiling. This, uh, tranquil Bez. Uh, to take down the aliens, players must use weapons such as lightsabers, machine guns, and dildo bats. Best part of all, this takes place before the events of the first Uncharted game. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to once you get to Drake. Uh, Bladed Falcon says, mm-hmm. I want Master Chief to be transported into ancient Greece, mainly so he can fight actual Spartans. <laughs> Smid says, first username was meant to be read SMID. All right. SMID says, I'd like to see DLC for South Park. (laughs) Or you work for Timmy and Jimmy trying to get the Bloods and Crips to stay the night at the YMCA to stop the gang war like the episode when they joined the Crips. Also, dropping the Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones theme for 90s gangster rap like GTA San Andreas. I really or, hope there's a sequel to that game, and I really hope that it's that game. Is it South Park? Yeah. And I doubt it, but I want there to be. It sounds like he's written a oh. spec episode, so yeah. we'll see. Alan Horgan says, An alternate universe where God of War's Kratos isn't a totally unbearable asshole would be lovely. I want Nolan North to vo- voice Kratos. <laughs> I Do fought, you? I fought bigger, he says with a wink and a smile after <laughs> caving in Hercules's head. <laughs> Dango Mushi says the Ninja Turtles, Shredder, Splinter, Casey Jones, etc. in Street Fighter 4. Shredder and his Foot Clan are established as North American sellers Shadowloo. With the, his seizure of the last TGRI ooze, Shredder works with Bison to create mutant super soldiers and accidentally transforms Birdie into Bebop. And the Turtles, of course, <laughs> are out to stop them. 
<laughs> I am behind this. I'm getting a phone call with Nickelodeon as soon as I get back in the office. Oh, good. All right. mm. Lovely. So, new question of the week. What franchise or specific game would you like to see converted into a virtual reality game down the road? I'm thinking, like, well, somebody did fucking Flappy Bird as a, an Oculus Rift game. It exists in 3D. Uh, you could see something similar for Mario or uh, Batman in Arkham City, whatever. Um, Puzzle Fighter. What, what do you think That's has? That's mine. Yeah. What do Puzzle you think has Fighter. the most uh, potential here? And, I want I want a super simple puzzle game. Okay. But then you have that exhilaration of looking up and watching someone else's like an avalanche of someone else's gems come and hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. It's not enough just to know they're coming. It's like yeah. to feel inundated right. by their appearance. They're just, coming with gems in yeah. your face? Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come, on. come on. Come on, man. You look up and they're swinging into your face. Come uh-huh. on. You look up and you realize the gems are being ejected from a giant penis. So. <laughs> your mouth is open and I, you're just shaking your head back and forth. Uh, and with, you with a with, water bottle. With, as you're with low it. latency head tracking, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> I cannot believe the course my serious response has taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I think you can't. uh, I don't believe it. I'll say like games like L.A. Noire. I think are Mm. perfect Mm. for it. Like I was saying before with Batman, like I'm less worried about like combat mechanics and stuff when I'm in VR. I'm more worried about like I want like I know it was a plot device in the next generation, but the holodeck they didn't go in there to like play Call of Duty. They went in there to like to role play, you Mm. know, to like oh I want to be in a Sherlock Holmes story, Mm -hmm. and like. That is what that is what I want. I want to, you know, I want to be Matthew McConaughey in True Detective and like wander through that world Flash, and like flat circle. I'm just loving the idea of you walking up to a tiny circular mirror and staring <laughs> at it in virtual reality, seeing your reflected corny. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I want to see some like older like retro games. I want to see like Decap Attack done in virtual wow. reality. The, the You're the only the one. Genesis? Yeah, yeah. That I want to see just because just because <laughs> that, that's actually a game where you don't have a head, so it doesn't oh, make nice. any sense mm-hmm. for you to be in virtual reality. But I feel like it could be pulled off. Well, well you well, sort of do. You have a skull that sits on your shoulders, and you can throw it. Yeah, yeah and you an have an a interest- face in your in your chest. Yeah, that ejects outward as an attack. Which is that would be an gross. interesting experience if you're throwing your point of view, and then with the head tracking, mm-hmm. you can like move back Ooh. and yeah. forward. And that's how you throw your head forward. I'm just going to say the really obvious thing and cut off all the listeners who are planning to put this in that I would say Zelda. Mm. You really need to have a VR Zelda. Mm. Uh, mm. It won't. I won't be happy until I'm able to aim a, the hook shot in 3D with a motion sensitive something. Ooh. I've always wondered how the NPCs in that game would respond to you. How awkwardly that would be if you were actually in a room with somebody. You go in, oh, Link, and you ask a question, and you just break all their faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like in, in Skyward Sword. There. They actually started to get angry at you when you broke their shit. Oh, I was really? like, you have to pay for that now. Yeah, isn't there, and there's like they a huge stand side in quest place, in Skyward sure. Sword where you like destroy somebody's chandelier, and they're yeah. like, what the shit, Link? <laughs> what, the what are you doing? And you're like, I don't know, I can't talk. I don't know, I, heard I, don't know. Was... I, I could destroy it, so I thought I should. Yeah, I thought there was a piece of my bow and arrow yeah. here. And five <laughs> minutes before, the they, were, they were probably like, press B to destroy my chandelier. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'd like to destroy chandeliers in first person hey, 3D. Humor is encouraged, but I'm, it's a, it's, I think it's a fun question. Like, there probably are certain gameplay uh, franchises or devices that would adapt better to VR yeah. than others. Mm. And I mean, Elder Scrolls is another obvious one. First person shooter. Anything first person. It's any game that gives you fit. presence, Ooh. as Sony yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That could be a lot of fun. So, like Animal Crossing. I love getting presents in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. From your mom. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be actually pretty rad. Oh, yes. So what, what game or franchise would you like to see uh, get the, the VR treatment? Mm-hmm. Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums and going to Lasertime Show Discussion, answering the thread in there. person to start the thread with the question gets read first on next week's show. Or you can just let us know in the comments underneath the article for episode 57 on videogameapocalypse.com. So that's our show. Uh, let's do a quick round of plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. Someone else go. Cantista, Laser Time Show on Twitter and Facebook. Bunch of fun stuff coming up for you. I refuse to tell you what, but uh, we'll see. What was, our la- what was our last show? Villain themes. Villain themes and a rerun of 80s rap commercials Ooh. because I love it. Stop complaining. <laughs> uh, Tyler underscore wild on Twitter. I work at PC Gamer. Uh, we have a podcast too. Actually, in these very chairs oh, yeah. uh, last week, we had Steve Gaynor, creator of Gone Home. Sean Vanneman, who founded Campo Santo, used to be wow. lead writer on The Walking Dead at Telltale. So cool guests on our last show. Mm-hmm. If you want to go listen to it. Uh, or just go to PCGamer.com and look at news about the games I talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Hollander Cooper. And uh, also check out uh, Radio Radar, our podcast. Ooh. It's uh, Is it on iTunes? You probably are already subscribed to it, unless you immediately unsubscribed when the Talk Radar feed became the Radio <laughs> Radar feed. But if you did that, go and listen. We, yeah. do, we do our fair share of talking about video okay, games. Brother, you got Hank Gilbert on there every once in a while? We do have Hank Gilbert on there most of the time. We, we, we're trying to get people to make more sound effects, specifically for when Henrages started or when Henry Rants started. By the way, Hank Gilbert, now a social justice warrior yeah, to he avoid. Was, he was called out as, as a social justice warrior. No, I was happy that there was a border around because the, the, that so chart, sure the border on that yeah. the border on that also said the rest of the site's cool. The rest of the site's and cool. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, goodness. That person, that yeah. horrible, degenerate, mm-hmm. piece of mm-hmm. crap person mm-hmm. who made that image thinks you're okay. He has a point, though. Henry is as much a social justice warrior as anybody on that chart. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. He did write an article about how he's tired of every Japanese game involving raping children. So obviously that makes him a social justice warrior. But yeah, he's, he still writes yeah, that. Not too. that it's fucking Games disgusting. Radar. Go to Games Radar. It's fun there. Didn't really belong in Ground Zeroes. But anyway. <laughs> I thought it was weird too. Out of place. It was, yeah. Having to plug in it was the weirdest mini game <laughs> ever. And I really don't think it needed the move functionality. Well, it, was ac- it was actually just all audio. But um, anyway. Thanks for the explanation, Dad. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, So that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Chris had to be the werewolf. Oh! Me of London.